Hey guys, today we chat a lot about time management and fulfillment. What does life look like if you can have your cake and eat it too? I think up until this point, especially for myself, there was a lack of awareness towards what a truly fulfilled life looks like when also running a business. What does sustainability look like long term? I think there's a falsehood projected onto reality that you need to grind all the time on your business to grow it and that by doing so you'll earn more money and that will essentially buy you happiness but what i've discovered is the importance of balance of managing all the things you care about properly so that passions and relationships don't wither and die something has to be sacrificed whether you're aware of it or not so I highly recommend you work on becoming aware as it will help you make more educated decisions that will allow you to pursue the things that you actually want. We also have another rare one-on-one -on -one conversation in this episode at the end with Brady and just myself. If you're enjoying the show, remember to share with your friends, smash that like button, leave us a review, and for everyone reaching out, we love the feedback. Keep it up. Enjoy. You do everything for a reason, right? For a purpose. If you have a reason or a purpose behind everything, you'll actually like do it. How you do one thing is how you do everything. But here's the thing like with partying is that there's an inherent risk to it that I don't think a lot of people are considering when they go out and do it. You shouldn't really try to assign a good or a bad to things. And just everything that happens, you're like question it and just continue on without like trying to tie some kind of belief or some kind of emotion to it. Just like the fact that like how fragile life actually is. No, I don't give a fuck. We can just, <laughs> we just, just roll right into it. Yeah. So yeah, it's going good. Oh man, Daniel, we got the home show or the show and home show. Our little date this week, eh? Pro show, yeah, on yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, you're in my calendar. So yeah, one p.m. Yeah, one p.m. Yeah. Heck yeah. Do you want to just meet at Commonwealth again? Do the same thing, like just walk over. Today? Yeah, I think I think that's probably the easiest. I'm gonna go drop my payroll uh before because it's payroll and then I'm gonna go there after. So oh that is payroll. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> right. Okay. I might have to move our date to 2 p.m. if that's okay with you. <laughs> that's fine. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm realizing my BPM is at 1 p.m. So that will cause conflict. That's also <laughs> on my calendar, so I should probably update that. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> Some organization there, Skylar. We got yeah, slipping up right there. That got me Apparently. good. Jeez. Sweet, Brady. I didn't ask you last podcast, but you have another paper on on your wall now. What's what's that second one? <laughs> um, the thirteen virtues of uh, Benjamin Franklin. Nice. Oh no, you did ask yeah. about that. No, no, no. The others were uh, John's, John's principles. Yeah, uh, pro works principles, the culture. I see. I see. Yeah. yeah, man. Every morning, look up there. I like that. Get out of bed, look up, grab my water wall, chug a whole bottle, read those, and then get at it. Yeah, I was actually thinking of doing something similar because uh, Hermosi uploaded a podcast. I think it was like a month ago or something like that. It was like uh, 14 biggest lessons I learned, something along mm. those lines. And 
Yeah, it was like every single one was just, it, it was super simple, but it was just, it hit the spot. And I was thinking of like writing them down with a quick summary and just like putting them right beside my bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt. I don't know. Everybody's got artwork and then the boys in this group, it's like fucking all business shit. <laughs> hey man, those two, those photos of us are art. What are you talking about? Okay, yeah. right, right. Especially the one of <laughs> <photoshopped> in. <laughs> <laughs> one day we'll get all five of us together. This year, Mexico. Right? Theoretically. We can do it. Oh, because yeah, you're not going to Boku's Daniel, right? No, I'll be in Kelowna that weekend. Okay. I, have, <laughs> I actually have my um my tickets for Spartan right here. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Everything fell over. <laughs> there we go. I tried to very casually grab the paperwork off the top of my desk and everything just fell off. So that was cool. Oh yeah. Are you going to stay in Kelowna for an extra two days? We um, should a Kelowna trip. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it would really depend on yeah. like a couple of different things. Like see how life goes. Yeah. Yeah. Where the business is at and stuff. Sorry. I'm just cleaning up my fucking mess good. that I just made, but uh -huh. um, yeah, it kind of depends on where the business is at. If things are going smooth, then um, possibly. Um, but I was originally just planning on just like going in, ripping it and then leaving. <laughs> but yeah, I would stay if, if, if you guys were there. So yeah, we'll, closer we'll, to we'll like July, August. We should all, we should all plan. Well, Skyler and uh, Zach are coming in July. Oh, is Zach coming for sure? Yeah, I thought they both booked their flights. You guys booked your flights. I don't think Zach did. Oh, oh you guys are did. coming in July. Well, Sam and I are going down in July. Yeah, July fifteenth. I'm gonna go for the weekend. Okay. I swear, Zach texted me he booked them. I'll throw it in my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like. You know what's funny about it too? Because I in the workout group chat, I wrote, uh, "I'm coming down to work out with you boys." Yeah, and I, I meant to write I, what I actually meant to write was, "Sometime I should come down and work out with you boys." But then I was like, "Well, I guess I wrote it," so I was like, fuck it. <laughs> "Like, I guess I'm going." So I was like, "Fuck it," bought the plane ticket. We're going. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it's fun. It's like I'm using that weekend as like a a big uh, push to be like at a big like be like pretty well at my goal like i want to basically at that point i'll have to do any more active marketing by by that point mm -hmm. is uh is pretty much the goal and then let the rest of it come from like job site marketing and like web and office leads and stuff for uh the tail end of the the bookings there that's a lofty goal i like it lofty lofty I usually find like mid mid July or like even sometimes early July cold calling isn't nearly as effective for me. July and August. Yeah. Honestly, it, I don't know if I've ever cold called in August before. Where's Vancouver? Yeah. <laughs> My dad loves those sponsors. <laughs> That'd be great. Had oh a good week, Rax, or what? <laughs> what? I said you have a good week, or what? Popping a beer? No, I had a good week. I'm just like, I I think I might have mono. I'm actually like just dead no. right now. So I I from just need painter? something. <laughs> yeah, for my painter. <laughs> You're kidding me. <laughs> no, because like I 
honestly, if anything, I may have given it to her unknowingly because I've been <laughs> battling the gnarliest cold for seven weeks now on the dot. Seven weeks. <laughs> and I, I think like four weeks in, I was like, this is ridiculous. I went to the doctor and he like he just listened to my uh, to my lungs and he's like yeah it seems clear like you're good I'm like you're not like gonna look down my throat or anything he's like nope like here's some here's some like allergy medication I was like well I don't think that's it but okay <laughs> so so oh my gosh. I didn't take it and then uh, this last week it's been like progressively getting worse plus I've been just dying of seasonal allergies so I just I just need a beer right now so my, my throat <laughs> feels all numb oh <laughs> uh, fair enough man fair enough I love it <laughs> mono hey oh my gosh dude i feel you literally i you know when like someone is like constantly sneezing and you say like bless you but then it gets to the point where you're like hey like i'm not saying anymore like shut the fuck up (laughs) yeah i I feel so bad because i feel like every week you keep talking to us about like your painters and it's just like like the newest like most like ridiculous thing keeps happening to like (laughs) (laughs) uh, michael called me today and i told him like because um Last week I threw in the group chat, or not last week, this week, man, it's been it's been a week. <laughs> Earlier in the week, I threw in the group chat that I had like two people quit within the span of five minutes, and I told him that, and then he called me today to chat about something. I was like, yeah, like I think I might have got a, like mono from one of my painters. By the way, like another person um, texted me and she said <laughs> she's out for a week because she has mono, and he's like, Max, like I just don't know what's going on. Like, did you kill someone in your past life? Like, what is happening? <laughs> Could you imagine Max is going to shut down the production of all of Calgary for like three <laughs> while everyone recovers from water? <laughs> Being like your own little pandemic again, just in, just in student works for Calgary. Holy I do shit. feel like Max has been sick like all year. I have, dude. I, like I don't legit. Know what's been going on. Like you've been at like 60% health. It's fucked. Yeah. No, I, I tried to go to the. Because they got like, it, it's been getting bad to the point where I'm like, every 10 minutes I'm waking up in the night because my throat is just like in so much fucking pain. Oh. And so like, a couple of days ago, I was like, hey, I, I literally can't do this anymore. Like I'm, I feel like a zombie every single day. So <laughs> I tried to go to the walk-in clinic, but all of them are freaking like, most of them are limited hours on Saturday. So I couldn't get in. And then Sundays they're all closed. So I'm going to try to sneak in some kind of session throughout the week. But with starting production right now, it's kind of a grind. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jeez, I I went and got a bunch of like amoxicillin because I, I had the same thing. I was like super sick for a bit too. And then they said the same thing to me like, oh, you just might have allergies. And they gave me like allergy medications. I was like, I've never been allergic to anything, but sure, I'll try them. And then they finally gave me a bunch of amoxicillin and it was like just strapped through it. it turned out to be. I've just been popping Claritin like Pez, man. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. Like, I... the Pez things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does anybody else here have like seasonal allergies that are pretty bad? I don't, I don't do so great in the spring. Um, but the rest of the year I'm fine. Like that spring thaw when all the snow melts, usually that's a tough time for me, but otherwise I'm good. Mm, Cause in Calgary, it's always like early, early May and like, or mid May, there's a bunch of pollen in the air and that gets me. So f- there's pretty much every year, like a week to two weeks where I'm just fucking battling these allergies. And this year lined up where I'm fucking sick and allergies on the same week. And like the reactant right now, it like the daily limit is two per day. And I've been having to take like five every single day just to get through it. Cause it's like, I, I don't know if there's a stronger 
stronger reactant out there that I, I need to be taking or what, but this is fucked. <laughs> You should not do that. <laughs> I was gonna say you just need from the reaction. You should, yeah. you should stop doing that. <laughs> uh, pretty sure it's really bad for your liver, but uh, yeah, cool. I, I don't doubt it. <laughs> just gonna fall backwards in your chair halfway through this call. <laughs> yeah. That makes me nervous. <laughs> I got my Coors banquet. Popping <laughs> Claritins and drinking beers tonight. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> But other than that, fucking phenomenal. Got 18 leads this week. Um, you know, That'll cold boy. calling, job site marketing, and everything is starting to pick up. And and people are answering. Like, I think out of uh, out of the people I called, like most of them picked up on the first try. Um, so it was great because I scheduled a bunch of quotes like for future weeks here. But also not great because I couldn't get through all of the leads because I was like, okay, I'm going to set aside an hour for this and then I'd be able to call like one or two people. <laughs> and um, yeah, so no, pretty stoked with that. Um, just got to just gotta keep hiring here and kind of replace people that are, that are leaving and we should be solid. So you called all your leads from last week that we went over? Not the old ones. Nope. <laughs> fair did you find you didn't have enough time to do it you said yeah like i i wasn't planning on having like that many leads come in and having them pick up so i didn't didn't set aside enough time i'm gonna try to set aside a bit more time this week to call like just old leads specifically how much time did you set aside last week um i think it was like three hours something like that and check. how many people do you call in, in three hours? Sorry, total? wait, you, you set you set aside three hours for the whole week to make calls? Hold on, let me check. One, two. Yes, yes, Daniel. The fuck? Sorry, four week four hours for the whole week. That being said, only three hours were done because yesterday I I was just not picking up phones with with not being able to breathe through my nose. Um <laughs> but yeah, I does that number sound satisfactory to you? Mm, for production right now yes how many crews do you currently have operating uh like i i started my first one and then starting another one here so you had one crew last week yeah and the, were they brand new like never painted or what yeah sorry i'm just doing math in my head <laughs> So you three hours out of 168 hours in a week. I imagine mm-hmm. you're on job sites for, let's say, 40 of those. You have to sleep for 40 of those. What else are you doing? Uh, a bunch of production organizing stuff, uh, cold calling, estimates. Uh, and then I didn't have any... Anybody for pressure washing last week or test patches, so had to do all of that stuff for the next three weeks as well. Um, quick question. You said cold calling? Yeah. So you still yourself go and cold call? Yeah, I still cold call. Like I, I have people cold calling as well, but I'm still doing doing it myself on top of that. Wouldn't it so make start... sense to not cold call for one or two nights and spend that time calling mm-hmm. the leads that you currently have coming in if you have other people that are going out for you? Yeah, so that's the plan. Like uh, this week, mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing. Um, it's just okay. like last week, just started them off. Um, so this week, I'm this week. Uh, actually, I, I was gonna say I'm gonna make a shift more towards recruiting, but I think I can definitely squeeze both in. 
Um, I'm probably going to cold call like three days and then uh, the other two during the week uh, go and just call leads, do interviews, stuff like that. How many estimates do you have set up for the future? Um, you can pull it up. Elevator music. One sec. Mm-hmm. Right now I have eight. Okay. Those are rookie numbers. Honestly, like, I don't know if I would do three nights this week. I would do two at most. And I would spend the rest of the time making calls if I was you. And I would do those calls earlier than later. Like I would cold call towards the end of the week and spend the beginning of your week getting those calls done personally. Mm. Wait, you, you have eight for next week or eight like for the future total? Eight total. I think for next week it's five or six right now for next week. Okay, three questions. What are you booked at right now? Booked at 70, 71. How many painters do you have total? I am down to three painters right now. Oh, okay. Okay. Why? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Weren't you at like eight painters or seven? I was at six. Six, okay. Okay. I was going to say like, I was going to, if the circumstances are different, I was going to say like, you'd use the motivation of like um, having a certain amount of painters to book a certain amount of work to like push you to, like actually like have a re like a, a why like a reason to to call the leads right yeah but, no, like i i definitely yeah. still need to need to book it up because like uh when, when i had like the six i scheduled in my work and i was basically scheduled in until like the end of may um mm-hmm. so like I, I don't know like three weeks away here so definitely like definitely still a good reason because it's like by the end of this week i want to hire on three more people and be up to six at least and then kind of keep hiring from there so it's like I'm I'm still gonna be back in that position like relatively quick. So, yeah. Yeah, because based off your fifty-six leads from last week that we saw, plus eighteen you got this week, you're at seventy-four, minus the leads you called and booked quotes with, which was like how many leads you, you call and book quotes with? Eight, you said this week? Uh it, it might have been a, a bit more than that. I don't remember how many I actually booked, but yeah, somewhere around there. How many how many leads do you think you called? I honestly couldn't tell you. Okay, know. should we say 15? Do you think 15 is a fair number? Yeah. Well, actually, just go on your stats and just look at uh, active leads. Hold on. How many leads you got to call? Uh, 65 entries. Yeah, 65 people. So, Sorry, 64, 64. 64 people. So, like, I agree with Daniel. Like, um, it'd almost be worth it. Actually, I could be wrong, though. But... I like to actually hear Skylar's opinion too with Skylar like learning what he has as a DM. Would it almost be worth it to get through those 64 leads this week and hire out the cold calling? And, and like, like t- so basically what Daniel's saying, take the, yeah. take like the time off to get through all those leads. Um, I would probably prioritize, I don't know, like, I, I would 100% cold- prioritize calling those leads, especially yeah, the fresh ones, like the fresh ones that you haven't called yet. Yeah. You definitely want to get them on the phone like now. Yeah, the fresh ones, like I'm, because uh, tomorrow, because uh, the person that was supposed to be working uh, this week, like like I said, she's out with mono. So one of my other painters, I'm substituting him in. So I'm going to have to train him uh, tomorrow. But like, it's fairly straightforward stuff that we're doing. It's just like a bunch of trim and, and some semi-stain. The 
I feel pretty confident he can do. So I'll train him in the morning and then I'll just do kind of same thing as I did uh, last week yeah. where I just like sit on a step stool on the job site and call leads. So I'll try to get it through all the, those new ones tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, like also just do it in place of like the, the cold calling. Like if you, if you don't have time, cause like if you are busy training, your painters are doing other stuff like test patterns, power washing, um, then like you have a cold call to go cold calling for you to get through those leads. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I if I, I know, was you, I wouldn't I wouldn't cold call until I had called everybody on that list at least once. What's Skylar's opinion? I'm curious of Skylar's thoughts on this with your experience, Skylar. Yeah, I just personally as well, like I, I, I agree with what you guys are saying for sure. Um, how many? So sorry, how many hours of cold calling I was like as hired out, and how much is like directly you? It varies. Like next week, I'm. Yeah, I feel like just this week. Then yeah, like this next week went up. Uh, for this next week, I'm probably going to have about 15, uh, 12 to 15 hours hi- hired out. Oh, um, okay. and then like an- another, um, like if I do two days a week, that's like another six or if it's three, so I would just take yourself completely out of the equation this week. hundred percent. I would, uh, if you, that's a lot of hours mm-hmm. and are you, like, what's your conversions? I suppose like, are you getting, is it like, cause I think Calgary, so it was a little bit tougher for you at 50% or sorry, not 50%, but 0.5. Or is it higher than uh, like leads per hour? Yeah. Uh, 0.6. 0.6. Yeah. So mm-hmm. based off of that, you'll get still another, if they go for 15 hours, you're still going to get like close to eight leads. Yeah. Okay. So eight leads is sweet. Um, so you'll at least like schedule four, five estimates just from your cold callers, which will be sweet. Give or take. Okay. And then you can spend the rest of the time just calling through those leads and I, I completely agree with that. Like just getting that list cleaned up just for, I just find it so stressful as that list increases each week and each week. And then it's really hard to like keep going and yeah, just like why prioritize like a bunch of random people you, that you're going to go and find at their door. If you already have people that have said yes to you and you've already paid money on your, your own front by your own time and you've paid to your cold callers also. So I just think that like, that's going to be the, the biggest value. For sure. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, yeah. I think I definitely need to make a shift of like <clears throat> less, uh, not taking it away, but like less marketing and more, uh, more converting what I have right now, and then also more on the recruiting end right now because that's yeah. And I think just until you get your recruiting figured out and your uh, your marketing or sorry, that's like just the recruiting and your estimates kind of beef back up again, I would probably just like maybe take like a week or two just to like focus on that if you're saying that you don't have enough time because of like what productions bring up because i agree production mm-hmm. can be especially at the beginning like the first is like working the kinks out again everything like that and then if you want to go in cold call again I, I definitely support the idea of that but i would definitely try to like since you have the leads already yeah 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 because you want to yeah. keep your your customer acquisition costs down and so if you spend mm-hmm. a whole bunch of money and you're just continually cold calling, but you're never getting the people on the phone that you're acquiring and setting them up for those estimates, you're going to end up with like this massive cost when you could have potentially done it with half the amount. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, what I did my third point. year. Yeah. In my third year, remember Daniel, I gave you all those leads because mm-hmm. I was here with them all. I, we had like four to five cold callers going out all the time and we were pumping in like over 20 leads a week from cold calling. And it was just, it was way, way, way too much. And I had like probably 
I hit my goal and I had probably like a hundred active leads still. And I was like, well, <laughs> that was kind of stupid, but we did it. So, but uh, yeah. I yeah, like also, I, um, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to add on to that. Go ahead. No, you add on because mine's going back to Max's. I was just going to say like a comfortable spot for me is having like 30 to 40 active leads, like at most, like I think above that, it just feels like there's too much. And it kind of gets that point of like wastefulness because you can't always call those people and they stack up and then you end up with like a bunch more than you can actually physically call and get to. So it's just like making sure that you're consistently cleaning out that list and, and keeping a fresh rotation and using the amount that you're spending to your benefit, right? I know you were showing us like your uh, your active leads like last week and you said the latest one was what from like April or March or something like that? Uh, no, I do have a couple that are a little older, but I'm cycling through them. Like, I'll here I can pull them up. Well, I was just gonna say, Max. Um, another good guy to ask obviously would be Jacob, right? He's your DM, so maybe ask his opinion as well, because he he might know your business better than us, because he's your actual DM. Yeah, get his opinion on if you should door knock or take this week off and grind through sixty five leads, mm -hmm. sixty four leads. So the oldest one I've have is from January, but I've called him two, three, four, six, seven, eight times. <laughs> so, um, but my rotation is fairly fresh. So let's just do the old thing of doing this and do that. Like, uh -huh. How many do you have from like January, February? Is it just like a couple or do you have a decent amount? Uh, I have one, two, three, four from January. But I've talked to all of these people, as you can see from the notes. Yeah, you can see the follow-up days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I've called them all like <clears throat> recently. So like this one here, um, she wants interior walls, but not until like December. So it's like yeah. I'm not gonna call her until you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there's no point in calling her. But this one here, like January, I called them last week. Or sorry. Nope, that's March. Yeah, because I talked to him and he wanted to get something done at the beginning of June. I have to follow up with that guy. Oh, see, this is good. This is why we're looking. Um, but yeah, the oldest ones are like January. And of a couple of those, I have a couple of February. And then everyone's like April and beyond. Like all of these down here, all April. But I only have 33. Because mm -hmm. I like keep rotating them. I just constantly get rid of stuff. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't like chasing people down too much so like i get them on the phone i deal with them and move on but as you can see i only have one person that i haven't called her name is jenny do you and have she was from like february or march that you've called like you know let's say 10 times who still haven't picked up that you just discarded mm, no i'll just keep calling them <laughs> eventually they will answer the phone and i'll get them to tell me no um, like this guy here, I've got him in February 14th. I've called him now one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven times. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, so like consistency, man. We should I don't post know. that on the Instagram page. It's a screenshot of that. That's fucking hilarious. Like, eventually, he'll pick up the phone and then he'll tell me either yes or no. And until I hear one of those two things, I just I don't assume anything. Cause it's yeah, like, they ever get funny if your voicemails after like you've called them so many times. Like sometimes I just like, I just think I just, I love to entertain myself, but I'll be like, it'll be like, hey, it's me again. <laughs> I'll be like, Hey Diana, it's Skylar here again from student works. I guess I caught your voicemail again. Hey, no worries. 
you know what I'm probably going to say, but here's my number. Love to talk to you about the quote. <laughs> talk to you here. next week. Only <laughs> in three days. <laughs> I, I always like to be like, hey, it's Daniel here. Um, I don't know if you like won the lottery or, you know, maybe you just happened to move to like Costa Rica or something. But uh, a couple weeks back, you told me you wanted some painting. So I'm just super curious if you still want that. Um, when you get this, just give me a quick shout back, you know, <laughs> those are fun. Yeah. yeah. After like 12 times, like you can have a little fun with it, I think. <laughs> 12 times, yeah. 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 But yeah, there are people that I've called like since February till now that haven't answered or returned my voicemails. And guess what? I'm going to keep calling you. So <laughs> we, should, we should have a competition to see you can get the most calls on one person. So you can get up to like 25 calls. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, usually I space it out a little bit more. Like once I've called them like 10 or so times, I'll do it like once a week mm -hmm. instead of calling. Because like I start with like two times a week and then I'll rotate the days. And then after like five, six calls, I start doing it like once a week. And then I'll rotate the days. Like I'll call you on Monday. Next week, I'll call you on Tuesday. Next week, I'll call you on Wednesday. Next week, I'll call you on Thursday. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know. Tell you tell me to go away. I will just keep calling because I don't like archiving because I'm always worried that like you might archive them and maybe like next week was the week they would pick up the phone. And so I'm just like for the 10 seconds it takes for me to sit there and hear the little ring thing and then it goes to voicemail. Like I don't always leave a voicemail to you. Like after like 15 times, like I'm not gonna leave a voicemail at time. I'm just gonna call you. See, no, no picking up. Cool. <laughs> Wait two days, call you again. No, no picking up. Cool. Leave a voicemail that time, you know, space it out. I don't know play around, try some different stuff. Sometimes I do the double call that actually works. Like I'll call and if they don't pick up, I'll just call again right after. <laughs> like sometimes, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I find sometimes that like uh, they think it's like a spam call or something like that. So then I just call again and they're like, hello? I'm like, oh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I can just imagine a client of Skylar's like gets a call, sends it to voicemail. Five seconds later, they hear a knock at the door. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just tried calling you, so I thought I'd come stop by. Yeah. That'd be a power move. We should do that. That'd be hilarious. That'd be great. But yeah, I just think, uh, I think for you, I mean, I, my personal opinion is that I think you should spend a little bit of time and just get on the phone and maybe take a, a small step back from cold because you literally have double the leads that i have right now and like i'm not stressing about cold calling right now but i finally have marketers so that's fucking dope mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're going out i think they'll go out 24 hours this week so nice have you been finding things have been picking up on on your end too dan of getting more into the summer here now like number of quotes and just in general and everything too I'm starting to get there. I'm still not quite where I want to be, but you know, I'm actually, I'm doing some stuff. Like I've done six quotes last week, six quotes the week before. So I'm starting to get a little bit of consistency built up. Uh, I'd like to see that number come up, but we're also putting in more cold call hours. I think last week was our highest ever. We did 30 hours of cold calling, um, but we're still running around that 0 0.4, 0 0.5 leads an hour. Um, which isn't great, but I've also coached my guys. Like the big thing I always try and go on is I don't want, I don't want you to take people's information. I want them to give it to you because I don't want to be chasing down these fucking useless leads that don't actually want work or they just want a free quote. Like it's just wasting my time. Like I want you to find the people that want the work that are super serious and get their information. So I've taught them all like the trim clothes and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't, like I'm not trying to pressure people or anything like that. I just want to get the people that are serious that really want the work and, and get their information. So I'm not chasing people down. 
Um, but we're starting to get there. I think last week we got like 15 leads. I think the week before we got... Uh, we got like 12. Week before that we got 14. So we're starting to get up there now. And it's actually dope having marketers. Like my one guy, Sean, he's just clutch. Like I think he's done a ridiculous amount of cold call hours since I hired him on. He goes out pretty much any day that I'm like, hey, we can go out these days. He's like, sweet, I'm there. So it's good. It's Heck, good. That's that's sweet. That's Yeah, super so cool. it is starting to pick up. I want to keep it going now that we kind of have the ball rolling, obviously. Um, but I'm also trying to not go like I went one for six two weeks ago, and that was rough. Like, I don't really want to go to more quotes. I want to go to like, a, you know, like if I can go to four and book four, I'd rather do four than six. Right. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. You find your booking percentage is getting better. Or I don't even know what it is. Like how still the same. Better? Still the same. Yeah. Hasn't hasn't improved, but it hasn't really gone down. So <laughs> yeah, it has it hasn't really changed much. Honestly, all my stats since the, I've like started basically till now have been pretty much the same. Like the consistency on that is fairly similar. So you have his job size is dirty this year too, which is sweet. So yeah, we're four four K right now. So That's very nice, man. Yeah. But I've been booked to like quite a few like larger jobs. So um yeah. No, I'm happy with where we're going. I'm happy with the progression. I've finally booked up all of May and some of June for my one crew and all of August for whatever reason. <laughs> I have a lot of people that yeah, I have a lot of people that want work in August. Like I had this one, uh, they're teachers, so they're like August is great for us because they usually like finish in June, then they gotta get everything set up for the next year and they're going on vacation and they're like August, we'll get our house painted. And then I have another couple that they're getting new windows in. And so they're waiting till that's done to have us come and paint the house. So they're just, that's just why they're kind of in that August timeframe. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, I have my August is basically full right now. So I'm just trying to fill the gap between June, to, like July. I'm just trying to put a, a bunch of stuff in there at the moment. So it's that's my focus. Good. Have you been able to find any like, uh, like permanent staff year round? Uh, I have one girl so far. Um, and other than that, no. Yeah, that's the one thing I've always was always curious about when like if like if the transition of pro works trying to like just I don't know. It just seems like such a like that the type of person that is a painter year round. Like mm -hmm. I know there are really cool people that just paint year round, but I also know there's a lot of people in the industry that are well I, well, I guess Brady, you've met a bunch of John's painters, obviously. What what are what are they like? What are what are like full-time painters like that do it year round, I guess? They're cool people, man. They just yeah. like yeah, yeah. yeah, like this is their life. They show up, they they love painting and yeah, they just enjoy cool. life. What's the age range like? What's gonna um dude? I get all sorts. Dude, like eight eighteen to sixty-five. Yeah. That's cool. That's I so interviewed cool. I interviewed a guy yeah. last week, he was fifty-nine. Yeah. It was also crazy because he had a fucking newborn kid. Like, I was like, what? <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah, he has like a seven-year-old daughter and then they just had another baby. And I was like, how old are you? He's like, I'm 59. I was like, dude, fuck off. There's no way. There's no <laughs> fucking way. That's no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Young blood. Yeah. <laughs> I I was super curious. I wanted to be like, how old is your wife? But I thought that would be like <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah. So but yeah, I get I get like literally just all sorts of all sorts of types now. Um 
I filter out quite a bit. I've had quite a few applicants now, but um, I haven't found good, good people. I had one girl that I interviewed last week that was solid. Um, she She's pretty good. She doesn't have a tremendous amount of experience, so I'm still on the fence. Um, and right now I'm not at a point where it's like I necessarily need another painter. Both my painters are happy. Like I know Kelly's not going anywhere. Megan really likes her job right now. So I'm just like, I'm just kind of chilling. <laughs> Um, so have you, is Megan doing much on the sales front right now then, or is she doing a lot more? Oh, I have two Megans. We that. we should specify. Oh. Yeah. I have, a, I, have a, I have a painter Megan and then I have my Megan. So Got it. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. What, what is your Megan up to then? Uh, doing a lot of calls, uh, setting things up for me and that kind of thing. And then doing a little bit of my, like she injured her IT band. So uh, she can't really walk great oh. right now. So that's kind of thrown a curveball into things. So she's, probably toast for at least a couple more weeks. Um, but yeah, so she's just been making calls for me and doing some administrative tasks and doing things around the office that like consume time. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that makes my life a little bit easier. Like she's just organizing receipts, doing paperwork, making calls, working yeah. on those kind of things. And then occasionally we do some estimates together. So I'm just slowly building it up. But yeah, when she injured her IT band, it kind of threw a curveball and everything. So when are you planning on starting a, a second crew? Mm, we'll see. Well, like, is your goal still 550? We'll see. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've run the numbers a few times and I'm not sure that it's attainable. It might be by the end of the year. So we'll see. I'm not, uh, I'm not worried about it yet. So. Mm hmm. Do you see any dangers of like not having a goal to aim for? Well, of course there's dangers. The goal hasn't changed. It's just the parameters of figuring out how we're going to get there. Okay, so you're still aiming for 550. It's just a matter of how. Yeah. But if you look at the numbers, like if you look at it from a realistic standpoint of what needs to be done, uh, we're, we're nowhere near that. So, Just with like the current things that are happening right now? Yeah. Like we would need, we need way more leads coming in. We need way more book jobs, way more estimates. Like the volume has to increase and I'm doing everything that I can to make that happen. But it's just like, we're not there yet. So having marketers is a big one. Like actually having people going out now, that's super useful. Like last week I did nine hours of cold calling myself, plus my marketers went out. So solid. Um, and then I also did six quotes. So now we're starting to see some buildup on consistency, yeah, but it's way too, way too early for me to, to determine anything at this point. How many uh, marketers do you have? Two. How many hours total do you uh, cold call a week? Uh, it varies. So I'll either do six to nine, depending. No, what's like the, your business, how much does your business cold call a week? Again, it varies. Depends on the marketers. So what's an average? uh 20-ish i'd say hours a week yeah it, but that's it... as of like two weeks ago so yeah, yeah that's fair um now. Yeah. do you plan on wrapping that up or is you gonna would you is 20 like affordability wise i don't know if that's an option i see okay so that's where it is it's the affordability yeah because like last week like i paid out like almost five, $600 last week for cold calling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like, you know, when you factor that in over a prolonged period of time with like the other things, like I have to manage, obviously paying my bills, my household, all that kind of stuff. It's just like, 
what's affordable. So right now I can afford like maybe three to four nights a week, maybe. Like three, I think is comfortable. Like two to three is comfortable, but like three to four is starting to stretch me a little bit thin, especially because the business, like I haven't produced a tremendous amount. So we don't have income coming in. Like there's no cash flow. Right. So it's tricky. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, you could uh, reverse engineer the, the, your goal and then work it back to how many hours you need to cold call a week. I've I've done this. Yeah. Oh, you have. Okay. Yeah. Um, is, is 20 the number or is it, was it more or was it less? It needs to be a little bit more based on my current yeah. leads per hour. Cause like their leads per okay. hour this year are lower than I've found yeah. in years past. Like normally I'd be somewhere around mm-hmm. point, point 0.8 to one. And this year I'm like point 0.4 to point 0.5. So it's like half. Oh, wow. Fuck. Yeah. And it's not even really yeah. like, I don't think it's anything with my marketers or anything like that because I've gone out myself and that's the number that I'm currently averaging at. It's just not no, been a good year for cold calling. <laughs> like it's just been fucking horrendous. Yeah, I'd be curious to ask across across the company the cold calling this year. Mm-hmm. I, I know John's mentioned how in his eyes this is one of the worst years of cold calling we've ever had. Even though like we have a shitload of leads, but like it's because we have a shitload of marketers. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it also like a lot of the leads aren't that good. So I'm just curious about like if you were to take all 150 franchisees and ask them all how cold calling one or if it'd be the same answer or how everyone else is doing mm-hmm. as an average. I think for like the answer for me on that one is I think generation wise, it's not much different. Like I'm still generating, well, maybe a, a touch. No, no, it's at 0. 0.7 right now, which is I hover between like, I think last year might've been 0. 0.8 or 0. 0.9, but um, definitely. Yeah. My conversion 34% which I'll be honest, that's more so effort on my end. I wouldn't say that's like a client thing, but my sales are a hell of a lot lower this year than they were than last year. But uh, I, I get, I'm trying not to like put a label on that yet. Cause I, I just think it's too early to tell. I think like in a, in like a month or two, it'll, it'll level out more just cause I, I ended up getting like a lot of like big, like a lot of big, like exterior jobs from cold calling last year, like really, really early on in the year. Whereas a lot of it's been really, really small jobs more so from cold calling. But then again, we have still been getting like the leads for them like recently. So I'm just, I'm thinking it could just be like a, a coincidence. Like I don't think it's maybe, I'm not trying to like put anything on it just yet in all honesty. Well, we won't know until September. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So until the year's over. <laughs> yeah, so like that. It's, it's funny how that happens, right? You don't yeah. know until the year's over. Yeah. 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 So I'm not trying to put too much weight on it just yet, in all honesty. But I mean, cold yeah, calling for sure. bread and butter, right? Like 109 leads from cold calling. And my second biggest is web leads at 24. Yeah. The last two years, cold calling has been literally the majority of my business, probably anywhere from 60 to 70% of my business came from cold calling in the last two years. And mm-hmm. to answer your question, if you reverse engineer 550K from where mm-hmm. I'm at right now, I need to be getting somewhere around five jobs per week. So roughly doing 10 okay. estimates per week. Um, so ideally, I think a minimum of 20 to 30 hours of cold calling has to get done for me to get those estimates lined up. But keep in mind that that has to be consistent. So we need to be doing 35 to 40K payrolls until the end of the year from where we're at right now. And we're just like nowhere near that. Yeah, fair enough. So how's your job site marketing been? Like, have you received any leads from that yet? No idea. 
like, the, the, like core, the market the marketers do the job site marketing so whatever they're getting in um but then we also drop flyers at the beginning of the job but like yeah. honestly like my web and cold call or sorry my web and office leads this year have been fucking atrocious as well like um let's just see what we got here i have four office leads for the year up until this week i'm i was also in the same boat this week like um I've been having a lot more web and office leads come in and I've just like, I don't know, peppering money letters, job site marketing. I've also, I actually started a, I don't think I have a printout beside me, but I started adding into like um, one of the things that my painters give the client at the start of the job is like a small thing. It's like, Hey, because we're a small seasonal, like student business, we rely really heavily on referrals and then like three slots to put in like a name and phone number. I'm someone who needs any painting. So I'm giving that to every single client at the start of the job and then like mentioning it before and after as well. I'm um, seeing if that helps. But yeah, like job site marketing. Well. Yeah, job site marketing, I feel like should definitely get you to like another, you know, three, four leads as as the summer months pick up here. Hopefully. I don't know. We've been job site marketing since April when we started. And I honestly have not seen any increase. Like I've gotten a few but not a tremendous amount. And we're dropping 60 flyers a job right now. So like the next door flyers, you mean? Yeah. 60 flyers a job and then cold call around the area. That's so crazy, man. Wow. Cause yeah, no, I've literally, I've gotten 24 web leads and 22 office leads this year. I have 13 web leads and four office leads okay. yeah. for the year. Fair enough. I mean, that's probably just the result of like just the brand switch up. Like you were saying earlier, just having to like grind it out the first year very possible i don't i don't know like i just we don't have to jen much how's she doing that's a great question i have no idea Hmm. this is why i wish there was more stats because like i would love to like see what other people are doing but it would like none of us have any idea how the other ones are doing unless we pick up the phone and call them which most of the time i just i honestly haven't thought about it so (laughs) fair enough enough, and maybe i'll just like go down the list and just call everyone and fucking pick their brains but do it man uh, honestly Yeah. So yeah, no, but I, yeah, but no, yeah. it's definitely been, uh, it's been a, uh, it has been a grind I will say, but also, I don't know, like I, I, I say that. And then like, I, I go look at, like, I, I compare my stats in general and I, I, I'm honestly just, I'm still chasing my numbers. Like if I'm being completely honest, this is the least amount of honest effort work forward that I've done in my last three years, which is not something I like admitting and I'm trying to keep up to it just example wise. So right now I'm at 78 estimates for the year. Uh, last year I was at 86 at this time. And the year before that I was at 98. So I'm 20, I'm 20 estimates behind my um, most effort to put forward year. I, I suppose you could say, but Wait, 98? I, yeah, in my third year, I had 98 estimates completed by this time last... Uh, th- yeah, my third year, I did 98 estimates at this time. Damn, son. Yeah. And... Uh, mm-hmm. but, Damn, that's actually so, insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my <laughs> third year. That was, my, that was the year I went from 60 to 220. I was just like... I wasn't letting anything stop me. I was like... <laughs> it's just like, we're going hard. Dude, that's but, yeah, actually... The one thing that I'm... So I'm at 78 now, and that's one thing that I a goal I had is I, I wanted to. So I, I finished the year at 160 estimates, 
And last year I finished at 148. Dude. So God, you know, what's fucking hilarious. What the most estimates I've ever done in one single year was 2021. And it was 98, 98. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's great. And what are you booked at for the 98 that you've done, Skylar? It's like 105, right? Oh, so right now it's 78 estimates. So I've done 78 to be at 105 right that's now. 78. That's what were you booked at when you were insane. when you did 98 at this point? Um... <laughs> Actually, the exact same, 102. Really? Damn. Yeah. So yeah. you've done... 20 less estimates and you're at the same number yeah dude that's fucking awesome yeah. <laughs> i know cool like, like but then i look at crazy. last year's numbers last year i was at 152,000 at this point yeah off of 86 estimates which was fucking sick but that's I'm what super I, mean by, like, I had a lot of those like cold calling and that's what i mean like when i keep like when i when i'm like oh it's the year it's the year but it's when I look at this, I'm like, okay, well, clear it's not. Like, I'm literally just like, I'm just, this is the least amount of work I've honestly put forward in in all my years. Mm. And where it really dropped off is I look into like week eight. I was at 14 estimates when I should have been in the 20s. And then I was at 15 and then 15 again and then 20. And then my other years, I was up at like 30 and 40. So it was just like, I'm playing catch up from like March basically right now. So really trying to pump up those numbers, get up there because it's, that's that's what i'm finding so mm -hmm. last year i had done 79 estimates by this point yeah and i was at 128 128 yeah fucking insane mm -hmm. how many quotes have you done this year let's find out i have done 46 yeah. Do you think that maybe you're being a little too picky with people potentially? No, because my numbers would change. Yeah, because your average job size is my, a lot higher. Well, my booking percentage would go up. If I was being too picky and like only going to the quotes that I knew I was going to book, my booking percentage would reflect that, but it hasn't changed. Oh, are you still turning down? Because I, I, I remember from a, lot, a conversation we had a long time ago, you you said that you you end up like not going to... I, sorry, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. You tell me. I kind of forget what we talked about, honestly. But it's something like there's like there's quite a bit of people that you would end up like not doing the quote for. Or is that completely incorrect? I only disqualify people if they effectively tell me they're not serious, they can't make a decision, or they just want a free estimate. How much weight do you put on that when people say that they can't make a decision? If somebody tells me flat out they can't make a decision, I put pretty significant weight on that. Because I tend to just call their bluff. To be honest with you, most of the time. Do you not do the quote at all, Daniel, or just do it in the future? I move it to the future. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'll move it way out. Like I had one lady last week and she's like, I, like, she was like straight up, like, I'm not going to give you an answer on that day. I was like, cool. I'm not going to come see you until July or June. <laughs> like now is not the time for you. And is it like dependent on a certain reason as to why, or is it like more general as to like everyone who can't make a decision, I guess? well in this particular case she's like yeah i want to talk to my friends about it and i just kind of want to like sit on it and i was just like she was just dancing around it and i was oh, like oh, yeah oh. you're you're you, like to me you're just like, telling me that morning. yeah it was just very obvious that i was like this isn't going to be a workable situation so i was like you know what i can come see you but it's not going to be until like june and then 
just kind of pushed it off. And she was like, well, I don't know my schedule that far in advance. So like, I'm going to get back to you in, in June. And I was like, cool, that sounds good. Cause like, okay. like I say, like, especially for me this year, I've really been trying to prior prioritize my time a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And it's been good. Like this last week was fucking probably my best week that I've had since the beginning of the year in terms of time management. Like it was solid. I helped out on a couple of job sites. I trained my painters on how to do semi-stain properly. I went and did a couple extra things I didn't have to do. I ran seven times this week. I worked out four times. Like I had my time. I had time for my family. I did all the things that I would normally want to do that I just like kind of wasn't able to do because I was just, I felt like I was running around all the time, but that's partially because of Corey sitting down and spending an hour with me and we just like built a schedule and I've been using that and it's been working really, really well. Um, but I'm just at a point where I'm starting to understand the value of my time. And I would much rather if I have like a two hour window, spend that time at home with my family or doing something. And like, I'm also trying to run a balance between running my business. And this is the first year that I'm trying to do something competitively as an athlete as well. Like I wasn't doing that the last two years. So that's changed the dynamics a little bit because I'm very focused on that as well. So for me, it's trying to prioritize my time in an effective manner. Um, and that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So Here's it's just I, like I'm curious too, because I I um I actually have like a Zoom call set up with Jordan on on Tuesday here to just kind of re-break down kind of similar to what you're talking about. I've been noticing there's a couple like holes I've been falling into myself in terms of like my own scheduling and everything like that. And I uh I feel like it's decent, but it could just be a lot, it could be better. And yeah. want to get advice on how to kind of manage, especially if like my guy's starting production on uh like thursday friday and saturday this week mm -hmm. with my shit as well um just because yeah this week i'll have six painters going and then seven going the week after and then with all those guys going as well so like i feel like my brain is just exploding sometimes but i'm still trying to like do like my hobby like, play spike ball go play volleyball and like do other shit go to the gym so it's been like very like da -da 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 recently mm -hmm. but um, part of that conversation that we, we were going to have is just actually talking more or less about like how much time I actually want to work as well. Mm -hmm. And I guess kind of curious for you, but like, like, are you considering, cause I know like when we talk goals and like, we say like, yeah, I want to do a million or 500 or 200 or whatever. Right. Like it's, it's, uh, like we're trying to make money obviously, but like, obviously there's other things that you care about like your family and your athletics and competitions and, and all that and like i'm not just out of curiosity's sake like are you just recognizing that maybe you just don't need to make as much money especially like maybe your first year pro work so you can just focus on those other things and as you start to build a better reputation and and grow the business because you're in this for more of like the long game obviously then you can like work your way up have you guys ever heard of the concept of a pre-mortem no so it's basically before you start out on a project, it's imagining yourself in the future and figuring out what went wrong mm -hmm. to determine why you didn't get where you thought you would get. And oh. in this particular scenario, I did not do that exercise. I just assumed that everything would be easier and that I would just, it yeah. would just happen. Like I just assumed, Hey, yeah. the trajectory right now is 60 degrees incline. Mm -hmm. And my brain was like, so, we should just be able to continue at 60 degrees incline. And that's just sometimes not how it works when well, you add in. Sense. Yeah. Like I think stuff. 
right? You're all, you're all kind of surprised about that, honestly. Mm-hmm. And so fascinating. Yeah. It's not that the goal has changed, but I've realized that we may have to stretch the distance. Mm-hmm. Like it, it might not happen in two years. It might take five. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. But I've also realized that I have different values than I did a year ago or two years ago. My first yeah, year, exactly. I was able to grind it out because I didn't give a fuck about anything else. All mm-hmm. I wanted to do was make money. But I'm starting to realize that I'm okay having a decent income, but also being able to juggle the rest of the things that I want to in my life. And so it's trying to determine what actually matters. And up until this point, I really didn't think about that. I didn't have any idea until, you know, of course, we had that conversation a couple of weeks ago with uh, Corey and Jordan, and they kind of explained awareness to me. And then I really did some thinking on this. And it's like, okay, I do want to run a successful business. I do want to get to maybe that million dollar mark. But I'm also okay with it taking three or four years if that means that I get to spend an extra 10 to 20 hours of myself, like my own time with my family, or I get to be in a, a healthier position. This this is the first year that I've worked out consistently since the beginning of the year. The last two years, as soon as production hit, like, dude, even before that, I completely dropped off my my physical game. Like there was no, I wasn't going to the gym. I wasn't eating healthy. You know, I was, it was eating like shit. I was staying up. I was extending like crazy hours. I was working 12 to 14 hours a day. This is the first year that I feel like I have some semblance of balance. And I can and see I, that I like it. I think it's super cool. And that's why I bring it up because like, I, I mean, like, yeah, you're in pro works, but you're also, it's your third year of doing this. And also like your like 10th or like 10th, 12th month of actual like production in total. Right. So it's uh like i mean if you if we compare it to john like it's took him however many years to build it up to that point right mm-hmm. so yes. i i think that there's a lot to be said about like not having to necessarily maybe go from like you don't have to become like an overnight like millionaire <laughs> you know and i and i like that you bring that up honestly because i think there's a lot to be said about like taking your time to get there but i'm all i just just bring it up because i can tell that you're like you've made a lot of changes and you're thinking a lot differently about these things so i just I'm just like super curious, like where your, your thought process has gone off it. I'm also curious, how much could you make? Like if you even did like 300 K for example, like what would that look like? If I do things intelligently. Yeah. Uh, over a hundred K. Yeah. So yeah, that's the other thing too, is like last year I made the most money I've ever made. And mm-hmm. it was weird because there was like, I thought it would make me feel more fulfilled than it did. If that makes sense. Like I, <laughs> I thought for some reason I was, <laughs> yeah. Like I thought like, you know, Oh, we're going to make this amount of money and all of a sudden I'm just going to be a better human and it's going to make me a better. I'll uh, be enlightened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just going to, it's just going to make life better. And it kind of yeah. didn't like my life has been better this year because I've chosen to focus on it more and make it better. Not because of the money that I'm making. It's like a constant chase. And I feel like I get stuck in that cycle too. Sometimes it's like, okay, well, I, I hit that milestone. Then it's like, okay, well, fuck now I got to do it with two more with another crew mm-hmm. with, with this much more and now this much more. And then you're never satisfied with where you're currently at. And it's just like a constant, like chase, 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 chase. And if you don't have the time, like you're saying, and again, it comes down to like what you value and where you're at with life, right? Like that mm-hmm. answer for us is all extraordinarily different. Yeah. And- and so, I, I'm looking at it more of like a, a marathon and not a sprint. Like I'm starting to understand that mentality because 
I'll be able to do this longer and not lose my mind and not be stressed out and not hate myself and have a better family life and be in better overall health if I treat this like a marathon and I take my time and I build it consistently, but over a longer period of time than trying to build it like super fast and get to that high number as quickly as possible. But I kill myself in the process. Yeah. I think John was talking about this on one of the Patreon calls, like back in February, actually, it was like sustainability, how like uh, a lot of people try to push for like big numbers really fast, but then, you know, halfway through the year, they end up just like being absolutely miserable and being absolutely burnt out. And like, they don't hit their goal because of that. Whereas if they maybe lower the goal just a tad and set their, set up their schedule. So it was actually realistic and like was able to be sustainable. Then they'd actually end up achieving that goal. Yeah. yeah. And like yeah. one of the things I noticed last year was I was so burnt out by October, man, I was fucking dead. Like mm-hmm. I had no energy. I did like, I, stopped running the business early because I just didn't want to put in the work. Like I was like, you know what? I made good money. I'm fucking tired. I'm going to stop. And I just like took my foot off the gas versus with ProWorks. Like the idea is to keep it running year round. And if I'm dead by October and I don't have the energy to really continue pushing, like that's going to cause, there's going to be adverse effects to that. So it's trying to design it in such a way that I can continually do this year round and it's not going to kill me by October. And I think a big part of that too is what I've noticed that you've been talking a lot as well as just more uh, independent crews from the sounds of it and just allowing yourself to just go and do your normal daytime shit. Mm -hmm. Well, last week, like I said, I worked out four times. I ran, I ran over 50 kilometers last week. Yeah. Like, and my crews, like they produce stuff. Clients were happy. Everything was good. They knew if they needed me, they could call me like stuff got done. And every once in a while I had to pop in like for semi-stain, my new, like Megan uh, 2.0, she doesn't know how to semi-stain. So it's like, I had to go and teach her how to semi-stain, but like no big deal. It's fine. Right. You, you just kind of jump in and you do those things and then you go on about your day. But it's like, I still had time for everything and I still went to sleep at a regular time and I still ate healthy and I still worked out and I did all these things. So it's just like. I'm starting to understand that there's value because I'm not exhausted. And so that means that I can continue to do this. Like if this was my life from now until the foreseeable future, I could handle it versus if I was doing what I was doing last year and the year before, there's no fucking way. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. 100%. And no, the I- other thing too, with ProWorks, like if you think about it from a year round perspective, if you have one really solid crew that's producing work, like my crew last payroll did, 18k roughly so it's like if you can get them anywhere from 15 to 20k and you can run them all year round and they're effective you can do half a million with just that one crew if you run them year round right so it's just a different ball game you're just playing there's just different numbers different strategy you're not trying to cram that half a million into a summer right i think with student works yeah definitely like it's a lot easier to just get lost in the sauce because it's like you have uh, the preseason where you're just, you know, putting in, I guess, like for most people, it's like a full-time job, you know, like 30, 40 hours a week uh, of, of overall work. And then like the summer hits and you're like, I only have so many months to like do this. So I'm just going to like go, 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 like work those 60 to 80 hour weeks every single week um, just to get it all done. Whereas if you're looking at it from a really long-term sustainable perspective, it's like, do I really want my life looking like this <laughs> like all the time year round? Probably not. Yeah. So I think that's where my head's at right now. It's trying to figure out how to do this long term 
consistently without killing myself. And I think you'll, I think the big thing you'll learn, Daniel, that I'm learning as well right now is uh, just like how great it is when you do have like those freaking sick key players in your business that literally can just be literally like an extension of your hand almost in your business where like you can actually just like be at rest and be like doing estimates throughout the day or being at the gym throughout the day, which you're experiencing now, which is so sick. And like, just like have 100% confidence that shit is okay. And then I feel like that's at that point is when you are able to actually like talk about scaling your business and be able to grow. It's when you have those like key painters or there's crew chiefs or production managers, or whatever it looks like, or marketers or, or whatever it is. And it's just like such a, a relaxing feeling for sure. And I think that's probably what, like from what I hear at least right now, I think like that's the biggest thing for you right now. I'm definitely on the hunt for those key players. And I think once we have those people in the right spots, then we can look at, let's scale this thing up. But I think right now I'm the key player. And until I have those other linchpins within the business that can take care of these things, it's going to be difficult to scale up. And I'm okay with that. It doesn't bother me. Like it just means that I have to do a little more work right now and find those people and get them in the roles. Um, But the other thing that Corey taught to me was not, Cause what I was doing was with my schedule is I was eliminating stuff. So like, I'd be like, Oh shit, I don't have time for this anymore. And I would just get rid of it. And he's like, you can't, you can't do that. You have to pivot. Like, okay, you didn't get your run in this afternoon. Where else can you fit it in? So my brain the last like week has shifted to, okay, I didn't get that thing in, but instead of eliminating it, or if I need to put something in that spot and moving it and just disregarding it, it's been, okay, I'm moving it, but now I'm moving it to here and I'm still getting it done. That's amazing. Yeah. So like that's super valuable too. And it's just learning to operate a little bit differently than I have the last two years. And like what I was doing in student works is not going to work long-term sustainably. And that's kind of the realization that I'm coming to. And I want to be super mindful and I want to be slightly different than I have in the past. So I love that, man. I'm honestly so pumped to see where it goes. Cause like, I know you have like that, that drive and work ethic, which is just like next to none it's it's incredible and your ability to like lead people and like your training and everything else is just is so so good and it's going to be cool when you can really start to like integrate that in into your people and to see where that's going to take your business like it's going to be really cool to see what pro works looks like in edmonton in a couple of years yes it will be it'll mm-hmm. be it'll be cool i'm excited for it too and yeah like let me show you too. This is the schedule that Corey and I built. Actually, so. he showed me this funny enough. We were doing one of my uh, production meetings and he actually opened up your schedule to show what I like with one of my, uh, with one of my rookies. And as you can see, like it's, it's solid. Like it's, it's booked. You know what I mean? Like I have enough time for everything that I need to be doing, but there's also, if you notice family time, like I have a tremendous amount of family time. I'm home every night for dinner. Like, with the exception of the night that I go cold calling and I'm only going out like once or twice a week right now because I have marketers, which is great. Should they be like gone? I might have to make some small adjustments, but it's saving me time. I'm doing two days estimates and I'm having my entire Sunday off. Daniel, sorry, question. Why do you have uh, like final walkthroughs? That's with clients, right? Like at the end of the job site? Yeah, those will be, they're kind of filler times too. So I might make calls or I might go do job site check-ins, things like that. Um, but I was finding that I was doing quite a few final walkthroughs. So we had a lot of smaller jobs. So we just kind of put them in there, but we we can adjust them if needed. So 
Cause yeah, like, like how do you uh, train your crews for final walkthroughs? Cause for me, I usually like, that's something on the very first day I show them how to start a job, how to close a job. And by the end of the week, the goal is like every crew does that by themselves and they like know how to do it. Like the last couple of days where I'm there with the crew, like they're doing it. I'm just watching them, giving them like feedback and tips like that. So it's like past that first week there, I don't think there should be really final walkthroughs unless kind of, we run our businesses differently. I I disagree. I like to do final walkthroughs personally. And when the time comes that I have a production manager, they'll do the final walkthroughs personally. Just to be like more, it's just a preference. It, well, I develop relationships with my clients in such a way, like most of my clients, once they work with me, won't work with anyone else. And it's because I take a little bit of extra time to build a relationship with them, build a rapport and make sure that things are done properly. So I always, I always do the final walkthroughs. I know that there's systemization. I understand that. I just don't prefer to run my business that way. No, that makes sense. Like I like to be the guy to show up and do the the do, like because I like to also I like to see things I like to check in make sure things are done high quality every once in a while I find something that I'm like oh you know what that's not great we're gonna come back and fix this or tweak something or make adjustments or I just sit there and have a conversation with them for a half an hour hour enjoy the time that I get to spend with my clients that's always been important to me in my business is actually having a relationship and so that's one of the reasons that I do the final walkthroughs that's yeah true. I don't disagree with you yeah and it's just like, it's just that last, it's a little, it's a little cherry on top. You know, everything was great. I did a great estimate. They're super happy with me. They like us super professional. My painters show up. They love my painters. Energy is really great. Work gets done. Awesome. They're super happy. I show up again. We just get to sit down and like have a nice, like comfortable, like relaxing conversation and just like, I don't know, I connect with people and that's, that's really why I do this. I don't necessarily do this because I love running a painting business. Like, let's be real here. I like people. <laughs> that's why I do this. I like coaching people. I like talking to new people. I like meeting my clients. I love seeing people that are happy when things are done properly. So that's why I do this. So the final walkthrough is important to me. That's why I do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Skylar, you said that you're like, you're trying to figure out how many hours a week you actually want to work. And until you said that, I, that's honestly not even a question I kind of thought about. <laughs> so I'm curious, like, did you come up with the number and like, same with you, Brady and Daniel, like, do you guys have a number of hours per week right now that like you want, you're aiming to be working? My goal right now is 10 hours a day, six days of the week. And that's like specifically for uh summertime right now. This isn't like year round. Yeah. Peak operating Um, in the slower times. Ideally I'd like to see that number come down to like 40. Um, like a comfortable amount of hours where I can also still do the other things that are important to me. Right. But I mean, like I have to get up at 6am and there's days where I want to go to the gym. So it's like, okay, we're getting up at 6am so I can go to the gym first. And then I can do my work stuff at like eight, nine o'clock. Cause like I do like I, when I go to the gym, I fucking work out. Like it's a, like a two, two and a half hour thing for me. Like I, I go to the gym boys. Like there's not fucking around here. So sometimes it means getting up at five, five thirty, so I can be at the gym at six. So I can go and do those things and then run my business all day long. But for me, like the work, I think I would like to see it get done in the peak seasons in 10 hours or less. And I what think it's just like been around too- like if like, let's say you had to pick a number of hours that you were wanting to work uh, for the next 10 years. Per day or sorry, per week. What what would that number be? I think I'd keep it to fifty or less. Yeah. Yeah. Skylar Brady. Well, either one. That is partly what my conversation with Jordan's gonna be on Tuesday. Uh, um 
I, what I've been finding has been a better way of looking at it. I don't know if it's like number of hours necessarily, because I think there's times in certain weeks where you, you want to do more because you just, you see something and it's enjoyable and like you see an area that needs attention and you just, you need to just do it. And that's just part of what it is. And it's not really like, you're not able just to cap it and be like, sorry, like I only do eight hours and then you shut her down. Like that's part of why we run a business. And like, that's the trade-off you make. Um, however, though, I think it's important more so when I'm learning to have things that are just non-negotiable in your schedule, such as like, I joined like a spike ball, spike ball league. I'm playing volleyball, <clears throat> got time at the gym, time with Sam going to like booking that trip to go to Kelowna, go hang out with Brady and John and all the boys down there. And just having like these, I've been noticing like that. Cause like, the transition I had from my second year, I did 60 K to doing over 200 in my third year. Um, I think very similar mentality that Daniel has been going through where in your first two years, where it was like, that was the only thing that mattered. And I got to the end of the summer and I felt like I had no personality anymore. Like I, I was just the guy who painted or ran a painting business. There was really not a lot more that I like to talk about or to go and do a lot of like the stuff that was in my identity as like being athletic and like being the guy who would go out to a lot of things and hang out with people and, and rally people together, just kind of like left after that. And that's why my fourth year last year was such a big goal of mine to, to bring that back into it. And then I'm continuing to do that more this year. And a big part that was really scary for me, especially right now is having all these different commitments that I have throughout my week that are completely outside of work freaks me out because I have people I coach and I have my personal business and it's, it's a lot sometimes to look at, but it also makes it a little bit easier knowing that I have to shut her down or I have to have all these things done by this time. There's no more like, Oh, it's 10 o'clock or 11 PM at night. I'll just like stay up a little bit longer and do flyers and do production planners or, or like organize my shit. Like that stuff just doesn't exist anymore. I'm like, there's, it's just that's just not a thing like even like what i mentioned like i'm gonna jump off here in a couple minutes here to like just because i'm a little bit behind just didn't really do as much as i wanted to or just just it's crazy right now for everyone so maybe a little bit of like a an anomaly that way but um i think otherwise it's just you need to set up whatever that non-negotiable is for you and i'm just finding that's for me like i'm trying to have it like shut down really trying not to do much work past like seven o'clock like and if I have days where I have my own things going on, like I'm not going to go and cancel or make excuse that I can't show up, even if I feel like I'm behind. And I, th I think a big part of that's been more of like a mindset change where I'm just honestly taking a step back and be like, at the end of the day, it's literally just painting. Like, what is that complicated that it needs my attention right now? Like I have flyers to make production planners to do people to call people to go and look at their house with show people how to hold a paintbrush and hold a roller and put paint on them shit like and like sand stuff like it's really not that complicated and like if i can't be there to like show them something or like be there like there's all these other resources that painters have and that people have that they can go to if i can't be there and that's something that i sat down with all my people made very like hey like it's like this is my life as well like i as much as you like like if you don't see me throughout the day like so just not to go on a tangent but basically that's like more so that's what I want to talk to Jordan about. And I just want to figure out because I find sometimes it's like DMing, it can be difficult sometimes too to like 
like I will just be like in my zone, like trying to do like my my business, like sit down, like, hey, I'm doing first calls now. But all of a sudden, one of my guys is in quotes or he's or they're like need my help with like this or something like that. And I like I want to jump to help them. And then all of a sudden we're on the phone for a half hour, 45 minutes or something like that, or even 20 minutes or 10 minutes. And then like my focus completely gets swapped around. And I'm like, fuck, okay, well, I guess I didn't get to do that now. So then I have to move on to the next thing because I have like another Zoom call or I got to go do this or do that or do estimates. So I'm just trying to like get a little bit more of like what is the relationship and the boundary that I need to be setting so like I can make sure I'm on top of my shit. Because in all honesty, it does piss me off that like I was booked at like 160K this time last year. And I'm at like, I'm pretty well like 60K behind where I was at this time last year. And I'm going for a similar goal. So I had like, but having like a very realistic conversation with myself was like, okay, well, like, where is that 60K going to come from? Unless like I have a huge strata come through that just all of a sudden boosts me or something like that. Like, what is this going to look like? Like, where is this time going to magically appear from? Because like, yeah, I can just say, I'll just keep grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding. But like, at what point is it going to be like unrealistic? So like, I just want to have that conversation with Jordan and figure out, okay, like, what does this actually look like? And what can I maybe adjust like profitability wise or like in my time to figure it out? Because like, in all honesty, I don't want to do this whole summer and do like 90 hours of work every single week and like not be able to go to the lake this summer and not be able to like do trips, like going to Kelowna and hanging out because like the mission at the end of the day is like, I'm trying to like just get better and improve myself and develop and make money. But like, I don't really know if like an extra 15 or 20 grand is going to make that much different difference in my life. Yeah, so Skyler I, makes a good point too about averages. Like what I was saying, uh, like my hours, like there are some days where I'll do eight, but then there's days where I'll do 12. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So like it 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 balances, but it's, yeah. it's finding that balance. And he makes a good point too about like what I was finding too is Megan would ask me if we could go do something. And I'd be like, well, I don't know. And mm -hmm. she'd be like, well, why not? I'd be like, because it really depends on where the business is at, at that point. And yeah. I just realized like, that's not the lens that I want to have for the rest of my life. Like, I don't want to be yeah, like, yeah. we can't go do these things because I don't know where my business is going to be. It's like, you know what? The business is going to be at where it's fucking at, at that moment. And like, when my, the time comes that I die and my family has that moment, like they're going to remember the times that we went and did stuff, not the fucking revenue numbers on my business. They don't give a shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, as long as we have enough to lead, like have a decent life and have the things that we want and maybe be able to spend some time together. Like, I think that is really the goal. Plus I, I think, think with, is that, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Skyler. I was going to say, and I think it's just more experience. Like what I'm learning as well is that you can have both. Mm -hmm. It just, it, it, it comes down to like, it really comes down to like your ability to develop key people around you and, and have those, those people around you to like be with you and like that john's like the perfect example of that like he's got brady in there jocelyn he's got you know what i mean like he's he's been able to take and develop and find and inspire right and that's where i'm trying to be like i don't just want to be known as the guy that just like is running head first into every problem and every situation for my people like and that's like a big part of what dm is dming has been able to teach me and show me is like uh like it's it's honestly weird when someone calls you and they have a question about a quote you're not there you have to like you might have like some pictures to work with and stuff and you have to it's just like it's just like a different way your brain makes you think you you like you or they're like i have this painter or this cold caller and you have to like you don't really know the full situation but you have to like communicate your way to like figuring out what the fuck's actually going on and then try to give like the best advice possible that will like lead them to success 
And like that ability to do that and develop and, and grow teams and everything like that is what I feel like will allow you to have both. Because if you want to have that time to be like with your significant other or your family or friends or whatever, and, and not be like, well, it depends where the business is, but at some point it's like, okay, well, like they both need to have like some sort of equal value to some level, not obviously like, like I, I still think family for me is just in like relationships are way more important than business will be. But I think it's like, you can definitely have both. And that's something I'm really trying to challenge this year is like, I want to like do a lot of really cool shit this summer, but still like do really good at DMing and do really good in my business. And that's like my big goal for this year is to find like, okay, like what will it take to actually be successful in all the areas? Like, I don't just want to be like really successful and have really great relationships, but then my business is suffering because I decided to just like say, fuck it to, to it this time. So like what Corey was kind of telling you, like learning how to like pivot mm-hmm. more, I suppose. And that's the conversation I, I want to have with Jordan. Yeah, it's trying to find balance. You you got to have balance. And I think the last couple of years, I've been really bad at just my business was more weighted. Like I just put so much weight into it and everything else suffered. And Mm -hmm. this year I'm starting to realize like my eyes are just a little bit more open. And I'm starting to understand that we need to figure out what's going to make them equal weights so that I can have a very successful business that functions that I can be a part of, but also be a part of the other things that matter to me. Because I'm not willing... I'm. I don't want to use that word. I'm not willing, but I don't want to have to give things up. I'm not, I'm at this point where I just don't see a value in that. Whereas mm-hmm. when I was younger, I was totally fine with giving things up. I was fine with that. It didn't bother me. I was like, fuck it. I'm young. Who cares about my health? You know, but I'm a, you know, a 30 year old man. Like it's, it's my health needs to be a priority. Like these mm-hmm. things need to be a priority. I need to spend time with my family. I should be doing these things. So it's like, you have to figure that out. And until you do it, it's a very weird place to be at. Um, I think you can use that to your advantage as well. Like it's, it's like the same example of like, if somebody came up to you and was like, Hey, like if you don't fucking make $10,000 by the end of this week, like I'm killing your family. Like you're finding a way to make that $10,000. Right. So that's the sustainability, (laughs) right? So, yeah. So it's like, it's the same thing of like uh, Megan saying, you know, like, do you want to like take a trip in July or something? You saying, Oh, I can't, I'm not sure. Like it depends on where the business is at. Like you can also use that to your advantage of like scheduling that thing. And like making sure that you set it up in a way to make that work because you really have no choice. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Oh, that's sweet. I like that. I like that. I'm not sure if you guys want to say anything else on this, but I, I honestly do would like to go. I got a couple things I want to button up. No, no, that's all good, Skyler. But do you guys have anything else you wanted to say or chat or ask me about or anything? But no, it's all good. I, I also have some things to do, so I think I'm also going to follow your lead and jump off here, Skylar. Abandoning ship. Dang. I'm, I'm super organized. All my shit's done. Yeah, I'll be honest with you guys. I, I let some shit slip. I'll be completely honest. So That's fair. But in the bums, but that's what this week, that big, that's what the big focus point is because just some really stupid rookie stuff has, has come up where I'm just like, come on, dude, like you're better than that. So I just mm. want to take the time to like, just like the stupidest shit too, like production planners not being ready on time, flyers and like the easy shit. That's just like unexcusable, you know? So like that's this week, I'm just like getting all of it done. Like I'm just sitting down and like, <laughs> so it's, it's going to be really good and just get all that all the little stuff taken care of so we can get things flowing because otherwise things have actually been going like really good like houses are looking sick that we're painting getting good reviews painters are having a good time clients like us and yeah so i just if anything it's just going to be my lack of 
integrity to the other things that is going to sink the ship. So mm-hmm. on that for this week. No, that's, that's totally fair. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah, I, I'm super happy that I have a schedule. I'll be pumped once you kind of have yours. Cause I've been using mm-hmm. that as a template and I've kind of tweaked things. Like I said, I've gotten better at pivoting and I didn't take anything out this week. Like I did all the things that I wanted to do and it felt like it was the first time that I didn't feel like I didn't have enough time. Like I was scrambled a little bit at times where it was just like, man, there's a lot going on, but I got to do everything and mm-hmm. it was, it was good. Yeah. So absolutely. Before, before uh, Skylar and I hop off, I just super wanted, quickly wanted to show you guys this. I was walking past uh, like a PO box or a mailbox in my neighborhood and I saw this flyer on it. It says exterior painting, deck staining slash repainting, fence painting, trim, caller text, and the phone number. It says fast, local, lowest price. At the bottom, it says bring us a lower quote, we'll beat it by 20% guaranteed. What? I, like straight up. And I was looking at this and I was like, no way. Like, how does that business model work? Like if I price myself, so I'm making 20% profit on the job and then you bring that to your clients, you're just going to do the work for fucking free. Like what? Well, no, it's like, that's just someone who's got like a brush and a paint can. They don't, they're just doing their own shit. Right. Like they don't give a fuck. They can like know, but 20, still, 25 just... bucks an hour and be happy. Yeah. yeah. That's ridiculous, man. That's <laughs> I know yeah. it's just crazy. It's that's just, just a race to the bottom at that point. Like that makes no sense. It that flyer won't be there in a few years. Yeah, that guy won't. He won't <laughs> stay in business long because he won't have the money to do it. So, I mean, unless he just does it by himself. But then he's like, "What quality of life?" I don't know. I have so many questions. I have so I many questions. Just thought that was funny. <laughs> Jeez, fuck that. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You should put one right beside it, Max, and be like, I'll up it by 20%. 20% any quote guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> just like totally flip the script. Just... <laughs> Dude, I wonder if that would work. It might. People will Dude, no, literally, I, had, I, um, I did a quote uh, on Friday with one of my repeat clients, and uh, it was for his front porch. Like he's got this concrete porch or whatever. And I gave him the quote and it was like just over a thousand dollars to do it. Cause it was peeling and needs to be sanded and like pressure washed and all this stuff. And I was explaining all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, I had another guy come and give me a quote. And he like looked at it for a second. And then he was like, yeah, 500 bucks. And he just like wrote it down and gave it to me. And then he left. And my first thought was, what is this guy not doing? And like, it's so true though. Cause it's just like, that's like, what is he not doing that he's able to do it for half the price? Right. Like, what is he missing that he's at that number versus mine, which is like a little bit higher. And then he booked with me because he's like, I know you're actually going to do the shit that you say you're going to do versus buddy coming in at fucking 500. And he's like, I don't know how long it's going to last. He didn't explain anything. I don't know anything that's going into it. It's just like my first thoughts, like, what is he not doing? And I wonder how many people don't have that thought when they get contractors to come out and do work for them. Mm -hmm. And they're half of our price and they think they're like getting this amazing deal. And it's like, what is that guy not doing? How is he half? Because I think always people think that it's like that extra 50% is just all profit. And it's like, I I can promise you I'm not making 50% profit on every job (laughs) or more than that. (laughs) 100%. Yeah. So it's interesting when. It's fun. I love it when people tell me that kind of stuff, when they, they understand, like they get the mm-hmm. difference between the service that we're providing and the services that other people are providing. It's refreshing, really. Yeah. It is. It's, it makes me happy. <laughs> I like that. That's good stuff. Cool. All right, lads. You guys leaving? Yeah, I'm out. Are you, are you headed out too, Brady? Are you staying on? You want to hang out? Don't mad me, man. Do you want to talk about some or what? Yeah, let's, let's hang out for a few minutes. Yeah, see you, boys. Well, I'll make sure to listen to the tail end when it comes out. Yeah. Okay, enjoy, boys.
Bye, you handsome gents. Okay. See ya. Adios. It's a Brady Dan show. Let's go. Yeah. There's two, eh? This pumps me up. Fuck. Mm, what do I want to pick your brain about? Let's get to, oh, actually, I have a question that I think you would, <laughs> yeah, you, would you would like this question. So, do you think that you owe the world your limitless potential if you're happy living your life without it? Do I think I owe the world my limitless potential? If you're happy living your life without it. Well, it doesn't make sense though, because how can you be happy if you know there's still more potential? Like I I wouldn't clarify as happy, I'd clarify that as satisfied. But I'm not someone that's satisfied if I know there's more. So with myself, I would say no or yes. No, or yes, whatever, like the opposite. Like, I'd still <laughs> try to get my full potential. I wouldn't mm-hmm. k- keep my current life. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause what I, about you? The reason I was asking this question is because like, you know, we were just the conversation we were just having about balancing work life balance. And there comes a point where at some in some capacity, you cannot be the most perfect version of yourself if you're making sacrifices for other things. Because if you're going to be the limitless version, like if I was going to be the limitless version of Dan for the world, I would have to basically cut everything out. But because mm-hmm. I'm not, yeah. I don't want to do that and I want to have a family and I want to do these things, I have to give up some of that limitlessness. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I uh, I get that actually. And so the reason that that question popped into my head is like, are you doing the rest of the world a disservice potentially by not doing that? Because like you don't know, like what if um what if I started like I don't know a biotech business or something, and we could have come up with a cure for something, or we could have solved some massive problem, but like. I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to close down this business or I'm going to take my foot off gas and I'm going to go and like spend more time with my family. And then that never happened. Right. So you don't know, like, we just don't know the consequences of our actions into the future. Well, it just comes down to your purpose. Explain. Well, well, like an example you just give, you just gave um, your purpose would have been in that exact example would have been to raise a family and leave a generation behind you of your own blood whereas another person they might sacrifice the family side of things but but continue to do the plant and cure the diseases so therefore their purpose would have been to cure that said disease Hmm. every person has has a different purpose in life right So you're kind of attaching your limitless potential to your purpose. Yeah, like I, I'm a big believer in um, there's a reason for everything. Like, yeah. Like every every single individual in their mind has an idea or goal of what they want to do, right? But it's just a select few actually do the necessary actions to achieve it. So if your goal is to to die, knowing you raised a good family and was a good father, then therefore your purpose is to continue on your generation, your bloodline. Other people's purpose might be to cure cancer or 
something else, or like become president or something else, right? Yeah, so your answer to that is no, then you don't owe the world your limitless potential. I would just say you you owe it to yourself, though, to do what you want to do. I'm satisfied with that answer. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's like kind of the, the what, last. Yeah, that's kind of what my brain came up with, too, because I was just I can't remember where I heard that, but I was just like, huh, that's an interesting concept because you don't actually know what the effects of your actions are going to be. And at any given moment, you're making a choice. And depending on what that choice is, you could potentially like there could have been a moment where you could influence the entire. The history of the, the world. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like, terrible example, but like, what if Hitler just decided like he was cool with Jews and like you know like that wasn't a thing? The entire world on a on a in a grand scheme would be very different than it is currently. But it's like he went down that route, and like here we are, right? That was one man. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of where my brain was like, huh? Because you think a lot. Of, I think a lot of us think we can't influence the world on a grand scheme like we think we're so we're just one man like what can we possibly do but i mean then you see people like elon musk and that guy's fucking insane and he's he's influencing the world right now whether anyone <laughs> wants to believe it or not like he's changing mm -hmm. the scope like the landscape so well that's actually the example i was going to use like with you said the biomedical lab like look at elon musk look look at his um relationships history mm -hmm. he his purpose is clearly to get humans to mars mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah that's that's very true <laughs> like yeah <laughs> whereas like you can take a an average guy who just works a regular job and has a family his purpose i guess in his eyes would just be to continue like yeah just be a good i don't know continuous Take care of his family. Mm -hmm. In that case, it's like it's all so, some men, all they want is just to live on a on a ranch, have a wife and kids, and that's it, right? That's their purpose. They just that's all they want. Other guys want to live in the city or own a tech startup or invent the newest cell phone or invention or computer or rockets, invent spaceships, and that's new stuff. But then there's a sacrifice. Yeah. No, that's very true. Because, it, like, yeah, it just depends on the person's desire. Do you know what your desire looks like? Courage as fuck. So my desire since I was fucking like 14, 15, 16. Define rich as fuck. <laughs> 100 million plus. 100 million plus. Okay. And that, and you guys can see I'm sacrificing many other areas of my life right now to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, what anything, else do I do? Sorry. Is there anything that you're not okay with sacrificing? Like, do you do you have? Uh, okay, so you have some boundaries. Yeah. Is health the only one? Well, and obviously, like family. Family up to an extent, of course. What's the extent? Well, um, like, well, if your family's a bad influence on you, then you gotta do what you gotta do, depending on your circumstance, right? You can help, you can try and help them change them, 
like let's say if all your siblings were pot smokers video game players did nothing with their lives didn't have a job still lived with their parents um collected fucking serve and did nothing and they were telling me i'm dumb for running a business and um that i should like quit get a, get a job and be a normal person i would just delete them off shit and, like don't talk to me yeah put them in arms <laughs> no like i know fair. that's harsh but some people can't take harshness so it's i don't know well i no. personally believe in choosing your family so like i have people I agree. that they're not blood but they they're my family and i care about them deeply and then i yep. have people that are blood that i i really don't communicate with yep. so yeah, I love the uh, the classic sayings, uh, brother from another mother, you know, like that, yeah. that saying. Yeah. Sister from yeah. a different mister. Sister from a different mister, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I can agree with that. I think that there is too much weight sometimes on blood. Yeah, but I wouldn't even say sacrifices. I, the one quote I would say is, life just comes down to choices. Every single person, when they die, chose their life whether they like it or not. It's a fact you have to live with. Every single day you wake up, every single minute you decide what you're doing in that time. Every single person chooses their life. Do you think that some people's arms are twisted in that choice though? Oh yeah, 100%. But not all the time. But I, I do believe that. Yeah, in some situations, 100%, they're twisted. Like you obviously... Depending on the situation, you can't have full control of it, depending. But then again, you could argue that how do you get in that situation, right? What choice did you make to get in that situation? Mm-hmm. Or what choice did you not make to get out, to not get out of that situation? What choice did you make to stay in that situation? Hmm. That's, that's kind of reasonable. I have a hard yeah, time man. with it. Yeah, sometimes the way, I the think... Way... The way me and my brother are raised is everything is our responsibility. Yeah. That's how our parents raised us. Mm-hmm. So that's how we live. Yeah, I was listening to, um, I can't remember his name, but he was talking about, there's like a dichotomy of like um, choice where people will make decisions and change their lives if things are really bad. But if things are comfortable or even close to comfortable like if they're bearable most people will stay in those scenarios and so by that logic a lot of people would be better off if their lives were actually worse (laughs) than they are currently because then it would like galvanize them it would make them actually make a choice to change and do something about it and that kind of goes back to the conversation we were having the other week where i was like i need to have some sort of pain as like a motivator because i need like it almost needs to be a little bit worse than it is for me to be like, Mm -hmm. Oh shit, this is bad. And then I actually move. But a lot of people have that operating system and it's just interesting to think about, especially talking about choices. Cause it's like, well, you're right. The, um, the number one example in, um, young men getting into the gym is their girlfriend broke up with them. Interesting. So like you just said, it became every situation became worse, so they had to change. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think most people would benefit if there's like, it sounds weird, but most people would benefit if their lives were a little bit worse than they are currently. It's true. Like, so <laughs> take, take, take your relationship. Let's say you have a guy and a girl, guy's a little bit overweight. Um, the girl's like, oh, I'm, I'm breaking up with you. I'm not trying to anymore. Blah, 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 that kind of stuff. The guy's like, fuck that. And I'm going to go get jacked. <laughs> this literally happens like it does <laughs> all the time. It does. Yeah. I know tons of people it's happened too, and and yeah, like I, I, that's why. Like, if you look at fucking the average, uh, if you look at the average young man, that's literally why they start working out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want to be ripped. I want to be shredded. I'm be so fit, yeah. dude. It's gonna be ridiculous. You still doing 100 pushups a day? Every day. Fuck yeah, dude. There we go. That's good. So it's just going to be you and me with the 36,500 shirts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I want to get that so bad. I actually like, but I'm like, I, I won't get it unless I've earned it. I have to so be 36,000. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just want it in big letters on the back with no context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now let's go to the gym and just like yeah. rip and people be like, what does that mean? Like, it means I did that many pushups last year. <laughs> it's going to be sick. Dude. Yeah. I want that, and I want to put the Prime Five logo on the front. It's gonna be legit. It's gonna be legit. Man, it's 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 just so easy to do 100 pushups in a day. It doesn't like, not take more than five minutes of my entire day. No, it's super simple. I did like 300 today because I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I was like watching a show. I was like, I'm just gonna crank out some pushups right now. I don't know what else to do. I'm fucking bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Anything exciting, anything that you learned this week that you want to share? Oh, yeah. Um, learning a lot about business. John has me reading these business books. I, I understand the reason why now. So a lot more interesting to read them and like because of our trajectory of where we're going and our plan in the future. So it's valuable to understand these concepts about business and how other businesses are formed and how other people make deals. Um. Had a lot more. I've been having a lot more focus lately. Removing all distractions, or not all distractions, like a lot of distractions. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, just understanding. It's gonna sound cringy, but just understanding my purpose more, pretty much. I like that. Under- what are you? Uh, what are you currently reading? The book that you just held up there. Oh, Cable Cowboy. Okay, looking insane. It's about uh, John Malone. On the largest okay. uh, cable company and uh, basically had a cable monopoly. Yeah. Im- imagine having a monopoly on the cable industry, cable TV. That's kind of crazy. It is crazy. It's a crazy book. It's insane. I like, like that. Yeah, this way he does business is crazy. But yeah, I don't know. What about you? Mm just learned this this last week that i can have my cake and eat it too that's mm, that's been my that's good one my big realization is that i can i can do both like i can do everything if i want to i just have to prioritize properly and do things a little bit better and i'm not perfect at it yet because i'm still figuring it out like it's a, it's a rough shape you know like it's still still blurry around the edges but i think if i continue staying very aware and staying very focused i can have both worlds and i can make them work and just have like this beautiful synergy of a life that I, I actually want. So yeah, exactly. You, you just, you just said what I said two minutes ago, you choose your life. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so it's because you have that self awareness. Yeah, yeah, that's been my learning thing this week is just understanding that, like, this is weird because I was like, dude, there's no way. Like last year, I thought for sure there's no way I can work out and I can't eat healthy. I don't have time and I can't, you know, spend lots of time with my family and I can't sleep properly and I couldn't do all these things. And the one thing that I did well was run my business. Versus this year, my goal is to do everything well, and. I'm just realizing that I can versus Mm -hmm. I think I just had like this limiting belief that I thought I could only do at any given moment. I thought I could only do one thing really well. And now I'm starting to understand that I can do all of them really well if I try and I focus on them and I prioritize and I move things around and I pivot when I need to. Cause like every once in a while, something's going to fall down and you got to kind of go in there and lift it back up and put it back in line. And then you can, you have all your little things in a row and away you go. Right. And I'm just yeah. really starting to understand the balance. And I just had a really good week and it wasn't anything crazy. Like I only booked like, I don't know. I booked like 5k I only did six quotes, but I was happy with them. Like the quotes that I did, like I kept a good booking percentage. You know, I got to spend some time with my family. We watched movies together this weekend. Like we got to hang out and just chill. I like had a really good week with my painters. They were just crushing stuff. I worked out seven days this week. Like I ran, yeah, like I said, about 50K this week. I did four trail runs and went to the gym three times. And I set like a bunch of PRs for my running times. So super happy with that. It was just like, I was just like, man, I can do all of these things. Like, it's fine. Like, I went cold calling this week. <laughs> like, I did all the things. <laughs> like, it was just, it was interesting to me that just by having a little bit better time management and understanding what's important to me, all of a sudden it just opened a different lens. And now I see things a little bit differently. So it's cool. That's that's what I've learned this week. You realize that you truly do have control of your life. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 Because I think I was very much just getting pushed by everything. Something would happen. I was was so reactive instead of being proactive. Like instead of just deciding this is going to happen and this is how we're going to make it happen. I was just like, oh shit, this is happening and now I have to deal with it. Right. And it's just like, you're doing the same thing, but you're just doing it two different ways. And one of them is less beneficial than the other. Yeah. Well, that's how 90% of people are. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's not your fault though, because it, it's how um it's how they're raised through 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 life, like through the school system and how they're and like college and everything. So you have to relearn that uh, that skill, which you just said you did relearn it. Mm-hmm. So it's good you're self aware of it now. Yeah, I'm learning it. I wouldn't say I've relearned it. I, I would say I'm By relearning year. it. Yeah, like I'm yeah I'm hashing it out. I'm starting to understand things and starting to understand myself as a human being a little bit more. And like, what's, what mm. actually matters. Cause I don't think I did that. I don't think I'd like really thought about it too much up until this point. Cause my whole life I've just been constantly just go, go, go. Things are happening. And that, like I said, living reactively versus now it's like, mm. okay, how do I want to get to where I want to go? And so yeah. it's, it's just different. It's just, it's the same goal, but it's a different m- mentality to get there. Yeah. You have a lot more of a, like of a why, right? Mm-hmm. and like uh i i you have like um like a, i can like i can do this i can do that like you can do it all well not all but like you, you can do things that you want to do mm-hmm. you don't have yeah. to give in like yeah like what you said uh earlier this episode how you were saying um when megan asked you to plan an event and you're like oh it depends on the business and you're like wait a second i don't want to live life like that 
Like that was a good catch that you did because that's the issue most people make is they let their business, like you said, said push them around and control them. And then those people end up depressed and unhappy. And then those are the ones that complain like, Oh, like I I can't work out because of this. or I can't do that because of this. Like, no, actually you can, you're just choosing not to, you're choosing to allow that to happen to you. So that's why you're not doing it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it was like she wanted to go, she wants to take Mason camping. And she's like, can we go away, like, camping for a weekend? I was like, I don't know. It, like, depends on, like, where yeah, like, that is. Like, like and I thought about know? it, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, that's just, it. that's stupid. Like, why am I thinking like that? I need to not think like that. It needs to be like, yes, okay, when do you want to go? Let's plan it and then make the business work so I can do it. Yeah. One and of it's my, just uh, like. Yeah, like, like, one of my things that Alex, favorite thing that Alex Hermosi says is, um, also, like <clears throat> regarding this example you just said, is like you're gonna die one day. Like you're like people aren't gonna be mad you didn't quote their house that weekend. Yeah. Like Abraham Lincoln died however many years ago. Are people still talking about like how he didn't do something on the weekend, or he did s- something with his family? Like, or or like look at people in history. Like um, yeah, just, just look at like Thomas Edison. Are people to this day still talk about like oh like, i can't believe he didn't do that like no no one no one cares he's, he's dead now yeah yeah like i love how Alex really says that like do what you want to do because everyone dies and after so many years everything's just forgotten about 100 not like clearly everything like you look at, like alexander the great and Genghis Khan. like they remember the, the big conquests but like the the small things like you taking a weekend off your business to go spend time you're finally camping at the time, like, oh, like, you may feel guilty or like, but like, other people think of me like this because I'm not doing quotes on their house or like, or something like that. But like, it doesn't matter though. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and it feels like, silly when I think about it in retrospect because it's just, you know, and I know last year and the year before that, she would ask me to do stuff and I'd just be like, no, like, it's not, like, it's non negotiable. Like, I can't take a weekend yeah. off. I have to do quotes. Like, I have to do this. I have to like push. And, now it's just realizing that you can do both. You just have to, if you are going to take that time off, everything that you need to get done for that week needs mm-hmm. to be done before that time. And it's just trying yeah. to figure that out and change the, my mindset on it a little bit because it's very much ingrained in me at this point. And so it's like, okay, we got to break this. Like, I'm glad I'm catching it earlier because I couldn't imagine yeah. if you had been doing business for like 20 years and this was just how you operated, that that would be an easy thing to change. Well, it if like you just said of it if you know so after 20 years what would it, what would spark it is probably a divorce mm, yeah like if you look at a lot of um like a proprietorship like business owners right yeah it's it has to do with like money or time time with the family or money either like the business is failing and the guys like it's nothing good for the family and then it's not gonna work out or the man's away from the home too much and the wife just wants to like divorce yeah, I think there's a large amount of people that haven't figured out a comfortable balance. And that's what I'm trying to avoid. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, it seems like you're so early, so you're good how you're uh, catching it now. And especially talking with Jordan and Corey, because they have pretty good balanced lives. Yeah. So it's good you got good mentors there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I respect Corey for the way that he manages his life and the mm-hmm. way that he looks at it. And just some of the things that he's told to me, it's it's really opened my eyes in terms of, just you can have it all like you can you can have it all and you can do it all and there is time there's lots of time and that was definitely not a mentality that i've had up until i started working with him so yeah well um 
Yeah, so I was going to read a text that Corey sent to us, to me and John, on uh, Easter morning, on April 9th. Because, so you know how I was saying earlier, but like people choose their lifestyles, right? You choose your life. Mm-hmm. And Corey's a great example. He chooses to have a balanced life. Like he helps people. He still has a, a wife and kids and spend tons of time with them, right? Um, so he is a really good life. So I love this. So he sent us this text to me and John Sunday uh, morning, April 9th. What what are people doing uh, Easter Sunday morning? They're sleeping in. I support that 100%. Because when they're sleeping, I went out and just ran at 36 kilometers. I not only slayed the dragon, but I sat down and ate the fucking thing afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. Because I saw it. I was like, fuck yeah. I was like, he's choosing <laughs> to not sleep in, not be lazy, to get out there and keep staying healthy and fit. What and then after that, he... Also, the thing, like, I've noticed about um, just like other men that are like further in life is they're just trying to set good examples for the, the ones under them. Like, it seems like you, Daniel, you're doing all this stuff now, I assume, so that your son will will see that and eventually adapt it when he becomes of age for the most part. Well, he's at a, a very critical age right now. Like mm-hmm. he's going to hit puberty soon and like he's going to junior high. Like these are this is a big moment where a child turns starts to turn into a man and their brain is developing. They're figuring stuff out. They're starting to create their own identity. And I want to be a good influence on that. I don't want him to resent me for not being around, not spending enough time or to think I was a lazy piece of shit and I didn't do what I needed to do. And we didn't have a good life. So it's trying to make sure that there's a very, good balance so that he understands that like working hard is important but also being around is important and i'm trying to figure out how to juggle that in a way that it comes off appropriately to him so when he develops into a young man he does those things too Mm -hmm. so yeah like it's a little bit different when they're younger when they're really young they don't they don't absorb as much so you can kind of get away with shit like i think that's why when he was a little bit younger and we were young parents like there was a lot of shit that i was doing that probably wasn't great but he doesn't really remember a lot of those things you know like i was drinking a lot like i was working a lot i was you know i was just a fucking not a great role model but now he's at an age where it's like he's going to remember these things so i want him to see me out there running and working out and i want him to see me running a business and understand that there's give and take to that and I want him to see that I'm like good when I'm in the house. And that was something that I hadn't been up until this point. Cause I was always tired and just like, didn't want to do anything. And I'm trying to retrain my brain. So like when he asked me to do something, I'm not like, Oh, I'm too tired. Or like, you know, like I want to be able to just be like, yeah, let's do it. And so it's just trying to understand the importance of being a good role model, especially at this age in his life. Cause he's going to be a young man soon. And like, yeah. You know, the way I treat his mother is how he's going to treat some young lady one day. And I want that to be, I want that to be good. Like, I want him to Mm -hmm. be a gentleman. I want him to understand that it's important to, like, take good care of these women, right? Yeah. So where's he going to learn that? He's going to learn that from how I am in the house. And that's one of the reasons, like, I don't think Megan and I really ever fight in front of him. We don't, we don't yell. Like, there's none of that stuff. We talk, we communicate because it's important for him to see that versus when I was a kid, like my parents would yell at each other on the phone and shit, like, cause they, they had split up and stuff. And like, I would watch my dad, like yelling on the phone with my mom. Like they would have like full on screaming matches. And for a long time, I was a really angry young man. And I think that was just part of the 
stuff that I had seen growing up. I thought it was okay to behave that way. So. Yeah. But they had to learn it now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think I am doing the things I'm currently doing is because I understand that there is a level of importance to that and making sure that he grows up differently than I did. Cause I don't think I grew up the best way. So. Yeah. It's interesting how that works. eh? as kids you see your parents and you either copy what they do or if you didn't like it you do the opposite so it doesn't happen to your kids and your kids will do the same thing Mm -hmm. so if you're if you're if you're good in their eyes they're going to copy what you do because they like what you did for them and they're going to do it to their kids if you're bad in their eyes they're not going to do what you did because they want different for their kids yeah like it's 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 a classic story of the alcoholic father right alcohol has two sons one becomes an alcoholic the other never drinks in his life you asked him why you asked the one son why you're an alcoholic. He's like, because my dad was. He said the guy, why don't you drink alcohol? He says, because my dad's an alcoholic, right? It's a classic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that may have been why I might have partied and stuff as much as I did growing up. Is like I saw like my mom was like obviously doing drugs, hanging out with guys that were not great when i was a teenager so seeing that influence like dude i wanted to be a gangster so bad like i, when I was like <laughs> I, when I was like 14 15 man dude i wanted to play i was like dude I, all i want to do is like grow up and like slang drugs and fucking you know just like just this most degenerate shit ever and then you realize that that's just not a good life like i thought it was gonna be so cool i was like yeah like it just it made no sense to me, but it was because of the environment that I was around, right? And it Correct, made it yeah. seem like it was okay until I saw the consequences of the actions of those people. Like they're going to jail, bad things are happening to them, people are dying, like this kind of stuff. You see it, and then you're like, hold on a second, like <laughs> this is not good, actually. So, yeah, I don't know. It it's weird how that kind of happens, but I mean, we're all copycats to some degree. Oh yeah, well, um, every everything, every like every human being right now is a copycat. Like every opinion or, or thought comes from another individual, or or the the birth of a thought comes from an, an individual, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, you combine things, so you get you get a little bit of A and B, and you put them together, and you kind of make your yeah. own See, perspectives. Yeah. But it's still mm-hmm. it's still some somewhat of a copy. Yeah. Like everyone's views on life are views from their own experiences and then from views of uh, other people's opinions, they've heard that they agree with those people's opinions. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I think that's why I'm doing the things I'm currently doing. Trying to figure this out now before he's like 16, 17. So, (laughs) cause I think, I feel like at that point it, it gets really tricky to navigate. I think if you, if you do the right things early on, it becomes a lot easier to do. Yeah, I'd say, um, how old is he? Uh, he will be 12 this year. Yeah, I, I, in my, from my experience, I know all men might be different. Um, I'd say age 14 is kind of the age I was like copying what men were doing. Like, like I would do things to a certain extent of looking at, a certain person's lifestyle and wanting to replicate that. Yeah, I, like, I would agree with that. I think I was about 13, like, 14 when I started really. Yeah, it's about grade eight or grade nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then, like, for example, you'll you'll be in gym class or you'll or like you'll just be in high school and you'll see like like um 
like a like a, a, a like for example the reason i started working out in grade eight was because i was on the soccer team and this guy was in grade 12 and um i was like really skinny and, and small obviously because grade eight <laughs> and um i get like tackled really easily like pushed over in soccer and guys like hey man like you gotta get a little bigger if you want to compete with these guys and i was like okay what do i gotta do he's like you gotta go to the gym i was like okay sounds good <laughs> so that's why i started going to the gym because i was like fuck i gotta get bigger yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah so like it's, it's stuff like so i i think yeah i think it'd be like 13 14 is when they start like looking at other men but like it's also a thing like it's not always just gonna be one individual right like they're gonna take multiple things from multiple people like they're they're probably like um it's just like the little buddy system in um in elementary like when a grade seven has a grade one little buddy like that little buddy usually for the most part looks up to the grade seven and copies them what they would do in that school right like if they would say something they'd copy them same thing when you go to high school, grade eight will listen to like the grade twelves. So like, oh, like I'm supposed to do this. Oh, okay, and then they'll just copy them, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm a little bit worried about that part of things. Yeah, because uh, yeah. like obviously, like there's influence, right? And when I was younger yeah. in junior high, I had some less than credible influences. Like I started drinking and partying, and I think it was like grade eight, grade nine. So I was just hanging out with like the wrong crowd, right? So I'm a little worried about that, and that's why we're teaching him to think for himself and to be yes. okay with not being in groups and to be okay with not being part of the crowd and to be okay, not following what everybody else is doing. And it's kind of cool. Cause we, we can see it working. Um, like every once in a while, like I remember he said something the other week and it was just like, he was just like, I'm okay with just like hanging out by myself. That's fine. Like some, I can't remember some of the kids were just being mean to him. And he was just like, yeah, like I don't, I don't need them anywhere. And I'm like, fuck yes, this is good. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, Cause like, yeah. Yeah. Bad influences are out there and I'm like, you, you can only do so much. Like you got to let them figure shit out on their own. Like you can't baby them. Obviously I don't want to be a helicopter parent. So it's like, I want him to understand and have the tools in his own mind to make the right decisions when the times come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird to look back and like think high school and elementary like didn't even matter. No, they didn't. <laughs> but you thought they did so much. Like, dude, I, like the weight that I had on high school, like I thought everything mattered. Like, and most of the people that I cared about, I don't even fucking talk to. I know. There's probably a handful of people that I still communicate with out of the so-called friends that i thought i was gonna have for forever and it's like people grow up they chat like they change they travel like that that little group that you think is gonna matter for the rest of your life just disperses like they're just gone like i don't know what i well actually i know one person from elementary and he's been my best friend for 30 20 something years like yeah it's just a ridiculous amount of time like i've known him since grade three so i think i was like eight so like 20 yeah 20 ish years yeah, and that's the only friend that I know from elementary. Like, I don't know anyone from junior high, really. Like, I again, maybe, like, two or three people. And it's not like we're friends. Like, we're just, I just, like, Facebook and shit, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's just, like, it didn't matter at all. It didn't matter. But at the it time, is weird I, to look back, I thought yeah. it was so important. It's fucking weird. Yeah. It's weird. It is interesting to think how, like, when you're young, it's such a pivotal point, but then, when you're old yeah high school doesn't well i think it depends on the person though so you have those other people like oh high school is the best time of my life like oh my god okay oh, like, it was definitely like one of the better times of my life like it was a lot of fun but i also like i fucked around too much so i didn't like no but if high school was the best time of your life then you're doing oh, something wrong no. 
I yeah, truly no. believe that. Yeah, yeah. People that say, oh, like, I wish I was in high school again, or or I peak, like, that peak, they peak in high school, man, like, oh, my God. I just have no <laughs> respect. I'm like, what is wrong with your life? Like, why are you saying this? Yeah, get it together. Yeah. No, high school yeah. is dope, but, yeah, it's not, not the peak. It is fun. Yeah, I agree. I'm just saying, like, it didn't matter, though. <laughs> it didn't. It really did. Well, unless like, you're um, and, and you don't graduate, that kind of fucks shit up. It it ca- it throws a couple of curveballs your way for sure. I believe that, yeah. But yeah. is what it is, right? Yeah, I've never. But look where you are now. So, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a yeah, fuck very, around. It is interesting. But honestly, yeah. I think the peak of my life is like right now. To be honest, well, that's what it should be. Yeah, it it should be every year. I like one of my favorite things is like um if you're not if you're not improving you're you're dying. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not going up you're going down, right? 100%. There is no sitting in the middle. There, there, like that doesn't exist. Like there's no sitting in the middle. You're going to if you if you're sitting in the middle you're you're getting older. Every second that passes by is a second closer to death. Like <laughs> when you say that it just blows my mind cuz it's so true though. <laughs> Every second that passes by is yeah. a second closer to death. And you don't yeah. know how many seconds you have left, man. Fuck. <laughs> I know. I know. You could have 100,000. You could have 200,000. You got a billion. You don't know. You don't fucking yeah, know. Yeah, could have a billion seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very interesting. This is good. I'm glad you hung out for a bit. That's, that's great. Dude, this is all I've been... Yeah, I'm just focusing on life, life right now, like trying to maximize life. That's where I'm at right now, too. Yeah. How? Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very interesting. Okay. Um, did you learn anything else, or have any other? No, I think that's the that's the big thing, and I'm I'm happy with it right now. So I'm just figuring it out, and uh, I will continue to do so. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think everybody can have their cake and eat it too. So is your goal pro works for life? For the foreseeable future, but I definitely know that I'm like my goal is to build myself out of it. So it's mm-hmm. to, it's to do similar to what John is currently doing, where he's put everything kind of together and it's a functioning ecosystem and he's slowly starting to hand off that responsibility. That's what I would like to do. And yeah, then, so then I want to, I want to pursue other businesses. Oh, okay. So you do have a plan to buy other businesses, run other businesses. Yeah. So you want to be a business owner. That's yeah. your goal. Yeah. I do think down the road I'll have multiple um, ventures. I don't know what they would be, but my goal is to position myself in such a way because there have been opportunities in the past that I just wasn't strategically, like I didn't have the cash flow or I wasn't strategically set up in such a way that I could make those investments. And my goal in the future is to make sure that when those opportunities come by, I have the ability to do that. Because I do think given my current network of people, there will be opportunities to invest in something oh, yeah. with other people to grow something, 100%. maybe to start a new business. Right. So there's, they're going to be there and I want to be in such a position that if something like that comes across my plate, I have the time, <laughs> the resources, the cash flow, and the knowledge to take advantage of it. Yeah. So what's your time horizon? Like five year play 10 year. I think right now it's five. Yeah. But five, five year. years to I have it stable. set up in such a way that I can, I can not be day-to-day operations. And is it like a million consistent? I think so. That would be the goal. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think that's the goal is to build it, build it up to that point, have it set up in such a way that I can lean on some other key people and then have it run consistently at that number. And then what cash flow do you want? Like 200 K off that? Personally or for like the business? Well, technically it it wouldn't be you personally. Technically it'd be your business because you'd have an incorporation at that time and your business would produce that cash flow. And then theoretically when you buy other businesses, you don't actually buy them. Your corporation would buy the businesses. So like how much do you want your business to cash flow? In five years, yeah, like the the end goal, like when you're doing one million, how much on your business cash flow? Yeah, it really depends on the structure that I set up. There's so many variables that come into play with that because it depends on like, do you have a CEO or do you have sales reps and a production manager, and then you manage those people, or do you have somebody like John where you bring on a business partner? Like, there's there's a number of variables that come into play, right? So I'm not quite sure. At this so you should have to figure that out still. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, because if you did a million consistently, after every all expenses, like paying a production manager and sales rep, you should be around the 150 to 200K mark. My brain says somewhere between 10 to 20. I, I would I would be happy with that number. Like, I don't think it would be as low as 10%. That seems pretty low if you just have um one production manager and one sales rep. Like, mm-hmm. I guess you'll need a... You need um a sales rep and a CEO, I guess. So like a like two sales reps technically. But like yeah. one guy's a sales rep for outbound, one's for inbound, and then a production manager. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if they could run on if you need an assistant production manager as well, maybe. Depends yeah. on how you run your business and how far things spread out, your territory, what kind of jobs you have. Multiple factors come into play. Multiple factors. Depends on yeah. who's your production manager. That's an important one. Obviously, some people can work more than other people if they don't have families versus if they have families, yeah. Yeah. And then bonuses and things like that too. So there's, there's a number of variables and I haven't quite determined what that looks like yet. Cause we're not there yet. Once we scale up and we start getting to those points, we'll start adding in those, those metrics. Cause we're just not yeah. quite, it's not ne- like not a necessity at this point. And I'm totally okay with continuing to run this for the foreseeable future. But the idea is by like 35, 36 ish that we'll start to be able to pivot. Yeah, no, I think it's doing in five years. It'll be 32 sure. this year. Fucking Jesus. <laughs> Dan, you're nine years older than me. Holy shit. I'm, I'm an old man. <laughs> 20, I'm 23, yeah. Yeah, no, 30, 32 20. this year, which is um, interesting because I certainly don't feel like it. I had some That's other good. guy last week. He told he, uh, he asked me how old I was, and I told him I was 32, and he was fucking mind-blown. He's like, dude, I thought you were 19. What the fuck? <laughs> I was That's like, awesome, Dope. bro. <laughs> I was like, perfect. I'm gonna be young forever, man. Yeah, it was good. But I like I shaved that day and everything. I was all baby face looking. So yeah, I think that might yeah. be a factor. But uh but yeah, I've always my goal with this has always been to build it to a point where it doesn't need me anymore because I'm happy with the business. Well, that is the goal of all businesses, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. I don't know. Some aside people, from some aside some from people, some yeah. Some people don't run their businesses that way, right? So well, yes. Well, Depends on the business, I'd say. Yeah, because like right now I'm a linchpin in my business. I'm super important, but my goal is to build it in such a way that I'm not the linchpin anymore. Well, actually, I'll reword it. You don't run a business, you're self-employed technically in yeah, a sense. This moment. Yeah, this moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So there's a, there's a difference of self-employed and, and business owner. That's correct. Yeah. 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 Like I paid for the business, but I'm still very much self-employed, so. Yeah, there's um there's a really good podcast that just came out recently with Robert Kiyosaki. Mm. Um and uh, what's her name? 
One sec, one sec. It's really good. Leia Heel Heelpern. Leia Heelpern and Robert Kiyosaki. And he just like talks about my favorite quote from that podcast. What he says is don't listen to what people say, watch what they do. Mm-hmm. What was the name of it? Leah? I'll, I'll spell it out for you. You ready? Yeah. Um, L A Y A H space H E I L P E R N heel pern. Fucking really Leah. glad you spelled that out. I would have never found that in a million years. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty short. It's only, it's only like an hour. Um, but he's really good because he talks about like you basically just have to be careful. He, the, the reason I like that podcast so much is because he talked about how you have to be careful of who you're listening to, especially nowadays. Yeah. Like he's like, you got to be careful of the news. You got to be careful of all these so-called influencers. Like you got to be careful of who you listen to and watch what they're doing after they say what they say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So very it's having a filter. Very team, that's very important. I mean, like, I don't watch the news. I don't like I don't really do any of that kind of stuff i'm very filtered yeah well like um i'll just use an example like let's say hey daniel if you vote for me i'll give you i'll give you two grand if if i say to a million people a million people are going to vote for me because they want two grand yeah. but then what are my intentions behind the two grand like i'm like oh if you vote for me like uh i'll, I'll do this for you like okay but how are you going to do that oh you don't have a plan are you just saying that Oh, after after four years, nothing happened. Oh, so you're just all talk. Like they didn't actually do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just really good. It just makes you it just makes you think think a lot. Yeah, I like Robert Kiyosaki. Actually, that was the very first book that I read that put me on this trajectory. It was Rich Dad Poor Dad. It was the very first really. One. Yeah, my dad yeah. gave me that book, and I read it, and it just like after that i was just a fuck i went on a tear i was like dude i am changing my life this is so stupid what am i doing like i read that book twice like i read it i finished it and i read it again and i was like just after that i was hooked and then i read compound effect and then mm. yeah those are the first two books that i read that uh put me on my little yeah. business path yeah i like um yeah the reason i've been talking about like the business owner and self-employed so much uh, was because of robert kiyosaki and re re like hearing about like re re summarizing that book again because mm-hmm. i'm at a point now where uh i think i'm gonna read that book again maybe by the end of this year or sometime next year because right now i'm technically at the s factor like you know the box the yeah 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 e s b i yeah yeah so i i'm at an s right now and then john and i are obviously trying to get to the to the b quadrant yeah and then the, then the I, um, yeah, I think I, I, I was thinking about that. Cause like, that's a, like, I read that book first when I was an employee and I was like, okay, I got to get to the S now. Yeah. And I got to the S so student works. I was like, okay. So I only read it once. And after like watching that interview again, I was like, shit, I got to read this book again, but it's not time to read this book yet. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm still, I'm going to be self-employed probably for the next two years with John still Yeah. two to three years. So maybe next year, read it. Yeah. And then. I, I, the reason i bring this up is because like you'll be in that situation in, in about two or three years again so you'll probably want to read it a third time yeah well it's a it's a nice book because you can hammer it out in like a day like if you really want it to. yeah it's, it's not a it's not a hard read it's very easy going yeah. and it's not there's like 160 pages like it's not that much so yeah 
it's it is good for that but yeah i think it, it is definitely worth rereading i have some books that i reread every every now and again and then well, some once. that i uh compound effects a good one sorry i'm just turning around to see my bookshelf and i love that bookshelf man oh, are those samurai swords yeah they were gifts dude are they re- are they real like you uh, pull it out and have the blade those are decorative okay yeah that one's for my mom up there and then these are for my friend I'm gonna have a samurai sword in my house one day. Yeah, I want a real one, but uh, yeah, these ones are decorative. But um, the way of the superior man, I read that. I've read that one, I think two or three times. That one's a good one. Um, the Spartan way, I really like that one. Uh, that's what got me hooked on Spartan races. Oh yeah. Uh, the millionaire teacher. That one was really good. Rich dad, poor dad. Of course, uh, the compound effect. I've read those several times. Mm-hmm. I think those are the good ones, with the exception of um, what's it called, The War of Art. I read that one. The War of Art three right. times now. That that book is really good. Not the Art of War, eh? The War of Art. I've read the Art of War as well, but I only read that one twice. But the War of Art, I've read three times now. I read it once, and I read it again, and then I read it again like a month or so later because I was. Just, it's just so good. It's, Have you read the? Uh... The Art of Learning? Josh Waitskin, right? Yeah. The chess player. Bobby Fisher as well is in it. Sorry about him. And then he gets uh, the, the... the Not Tai Chi or whatever, but... Uh, yeah, something like that. I think it's on my shopping list. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I have an ongoing list. Have you ever heard of Book Outlet? Nope. So Book Outlet sells secondhand books. But you can get them for like six bucks, seven bucks at most. Like they're oh. really cheap. Yeah. So I have a list on Amazon of books that I want. And then I will go on to Book Outlet and like search and see if any of those books are there. And when they are there, I add them all to my little thing and I order them. So I'll buy like 10 or 15 books for like 50, 60 bucks at the same time. Oh, shit. And then I just stock up and then I just keep an ongoing list. So I just have a list on rotation. And Josh, that one, The Art of Learning is on my it's on my list. So. But I haven't bought any books recently because I just I've filled my bookshelf and I have like if this bottom shelf here is all the ones that I've read. And then these ones up here are ones that I started reading, but I didn't think that they were like valuable to me at the time. And then these ones over here are books I haven't read yet. So I have like probably 15 to 20 books that I need to read and then like five to 10 that I started reading that I didn't really like. And then all these ones that I did read. So it's just like I have like a I have a system for my books. (laughs) no no that's good yeah yeah i don't really think it matters like um like obviously you have lots of books to read but i i, I don't i won't get like pressured into like trying to get through all of them and read them yeah because one like i just watched the uh, schmozy podcast today um one thing he was saying like the issue with um a lot of people regarding success is like they think if they just read all these like 100 books on success that that's gonna get success like you have to do the work like my favorite example he said was like, like I'd rather a guy read one book on sales and go do a hundred sales calls than a guy read a hundred book on hundred sales books and only go do one sales call. He's like, yeah. I guarantee you the guy that did a hundred sales calls but read one sales book is gonna be far more successful than the guy that read a hundred sales books and did one sales call. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, there is a certain level so of true. like inaction to reading. Like you have to yeah. you have to apply the knowledge. If you just read the book and you, you're just like a human garbrader and you're absorbing all this information but you're never doing anything with it, it's pretty much pointless. Yeah. Like 
Yeah, I always try to have a key takeaway from a book and then use that in my life somewhere. But um, yeah, definitely rich rich dad, poor dad and compound effect. Like I use those consistently because they're they're kind of like the little building blocks of my foundation and they've been very good. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. Definitely application is important. Yeah, you got to be careful people that just talk about how many books they read, but not what they've done. Yeah. Like, oh, I read this book. It said this, so I did it and it works. That's amazing. Like, oh, yeah, I read like these 10 books. Oh, you learned. Oh, nothing. I just read them. They were good. Like, oh, so you just wasted time then. <laughs> like, you just read for entertainment. That's how I view it. Like, like, oh, like you didn't use like, unless you like reading for entertainment, then that's fine. Yeah. Which is, which is perfectly fine. Like, there's some good books like you read for entertainment. But usually, if you're trying to be successful or get to a goal, you're reading these books for a purpose to, to use their, to apply their skill that they're teaching in order to become that said successful person. Yeah. Well, and there's knowledge extraction too. Like you can read Harry Potter and extract knowledge from that. Like there is really, Oh yeah. 100%. There's, there's stuff in there. that's fucking very useful. Like it's, it's a, it's a funny story. Like it's it's an amusing, right. But there are, there are things you can learn from it, but I guess it's just like reading history books too. Yeah. Or like, or like war books. Yeah. Like they can be fun, but you can extract knowledge. You can get something out of it. You can make yourself a better person. So, so what'd you learn from Harry Potter? Just the way that he treats other people, and oh, interesting. Yeah, like him being in the circumstances that he is without his parents and having a really difficult life with like his aunt and the way that they treated him, and just him still being pure of heart even towards the end when he's like confronted with the the conflict of like having to kill Voldemort and whether or not that's something that he should do. Right. Like, it's just, it's interesting because you can, you can learn about some dichotomy of emotions um, just from reading those books, but you have to extract that knowledge. If you're just reading it for pleasure, you're not getting anything out of it. So yeah, I think and, you have to have the reason of why you're reading it. Yeah. Yeah. And like friendship and stuff like that. These are key things that are in those stories and you kind of learn about them. So it's a very good point. Yeah. I, I didn't even think of that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 That's good. Have yeah. You ever read, I'll let um, you go. All right. Yeah, sorry. Keep going. No, I was, man. I'm good. I was I gonna. Time. I was just gonna ask you about. Have you ever read a, a series of unfortunate events? Yes. Like, when I was like grade five. Yeah. See, that's another yeah. good one that you can. There's knowledge in there, but those stories are fucking wild. Like it's just nuts. So, but yeah, that that was actually. Awesome. Um, I did learn. A, uh, actually, yeah. I don't know. That's all good. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like learning from. I have learned some some like actual life because I have applied from enter like quote unquote entertainment books. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Just seeing like how like the people talk with their friends in the books and like oh, then like you're saying about the Harry Potter thing, like treat others. Yeah, yeah. I definitely can agree with that. Can relate. Yeah, you can get some stuff out of it. Yeah. But yeah. This is um this is dope. We should do this again sometimes. Just two of us. <laughs> yeah, we'll just do like a Brady and Dan special after. It'll be fucking sweet. <laughs> the boys yeah, are gonna be jealous because uh, we had a sweet combo, so well I always like it. Um like obviously all five is amazing. And so like it's always like when like like sometimes like when I leave or it's just like you and Max or you and Zach or like Zach and Max or Zach and Skyler or Skyler and Max like it's when like the, the little bit you go a little farther you know mm-hmm. you go a little farther you can ask someone as personal but um 
Yeah, I liked your uh, your quote you said today, though. That was a good one. The uh, oh yeah, we should we should read a couple quick quotes because the boys aren't here. So, but yeah, the one I sent this morning, I um, I really liked it. And now I have to find it again. There it is. Yeah. So the quote that I sent this morning for all of you listeners is: "He who sweats more in training will bleed less in war." And I fucking Dude, that love one is that. so good. <laughs> It's so true, though. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because basically, like, work harder in the shadows. So then when you come out, like, yeah. Well, it's like, even right now, like, I'm training like a motherfucker for Spartan. Because it's like, when I go to do Spartan, I want to win yeah. that motherfucker, right? But, like, if I don't train, like, it's going to be way, way harder. So it's just, yeah. It just it stands to reason that if you put in more effort into training, you're gonna hurt less when the time comes that you actually have to apply it practically. So, hundred percent, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. I um can't find a quote. I didn't post one this week in the group chat. No, oh, we forgot to do that thing where we're gonna put quote in front of it, so then you could search it. I'll read one. Oh extra right, one. yeah, we were, we said remember we had that idea like I think it was like a week or two ago, and we just haven't done it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I'll read one more. Just this is for Brady. Um, the true profession of a man is to find his way to himself. Yeah, that, that comes back to what we were talking about earlier about um, finding your purpose, right? Yeah, that's literally like the whole conversation we had today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those are good ones. What, where did you find those quotes? Um, one of them, actually, both of them were on my Instagram feed. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Counts you follow, follow or just recommend? Yeah, yeah. I follow lots of like philosophical like quotes and like um different authors and stuff. So I find quite a few of those and they always slap. I, I tend to repost them. So if you're following me on Instagram, you can see a lot of those I saw them. story. Yeah, yeah, I saw them. Yeah, I post them on my stories most often yeah. because I like to share them because they, they tend to hit differently. But it, it goes back to like you can have social media and you can make it work for you. Like you can have social media and it can just like fill you with garbage all day, or you can filter it in such a way that you're getting positive things and you know, that kind of stuff in your, in your feed. So. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I don't, um, I'd say it depends on the social media though, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like that's why i'm like i'm not snapchat, on snapchat yeah 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 you know instagram i'm the same as you man i follow like the influential stuff uh the philo- i don't know i'm not gonna say that word philosophers i, <laughs> I got you um yeah or like all those type of people and yeah because like, so when i go on instagram i get fucking motivated yeah like, that's I'm, what like, happens to me yeah. I like I'll go on there in the morning, have my morning coffee, and like I'll just scroll for like five minutes, and it's just like sometimes yeah. I get like slapped. That's why every once in a while I will post like six quotes in a row because I'm just like, God damn, like yeah. I'm just getting slapped by this fucking knowledge right now. But, That's yeah. funny because yeah, it's, it's it's funny how how that works. Oh, I, I have one to... more. I have one more I want to share because this yeah, one is really good. It. Time decides who you meet in life. Your heart decides who you want in your life, and your behavior decides who stays in your life. So it's like time decides who comes into your life and then your heart decides who you want to keep in your life. And then your behavior then allows you to keep them. Yeah. I definitely learned that uh, this year or I guess last year. Yeah. How so? Just curious. Um, Relationships and friends. Like with um, like girlfriends and stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Both. Checks out. Yeah, I can definitely see how, how both uh, girl girlfriends and um and then my past friends how I was choosing to do certain actions and behaviors because. I want to get rich as fuck. So I was prioritizing working and that's not going to work in most cases. So I had to come to the realization that like when I mentioned two podcasts, ago, like I'm not looking for a girlfriend. I, just, I want to fucking grind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good that you, yeah. you realize that because I think a lot of people are, they're living their lives. Like I said, out of fear, fear of loneliness. So yeah. they think they need to have somebody instead of just understanding that their priorities don't align with that. And it's good that you yeah. figured that out that like, hey, you know what? I actually don't want a girlfriend right now. So it's like, why the fuck am I even looking at this? Well, and then like that comes down to what you said. Your behaviors is who you keep. Yeah. That's the biggest takeaway I had this year is how I act. is who I keep in my life. If I act a certain way, I'm going to lose certain people. If I act another way, I'm going to lose other people, right? Depends on the type of people you want to keep though. So you have to choose how you act and behave. Yeah, because then that's the type of people you're gonna want to keep. So like, um, like like, for example, if I'm gonna behave as like, oh, I don't, I don't care about you or care about your actions, um, I might keep them because like, oh, like, he's so chill, he doesn't care, I can do whatever I want. Or I would lose the person if it's a different type of person because like, oh, he doesn't care about me, so I'm just gonna leave and mm. go find someone who does care about me. So that's what depends on the person as well, right? Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. It's very interesting because you can keep your behavior. That's why, like, um, like, like I've heard people say before, um, like, people people just come and go in your life, right? Yeah. So, like, you just act the way you act. Obviously, like sometimes it might be bad, so you have to change your behavior depending on the situation. But, <laughs> don't, uh, but like, don't be a douchebag. Not, <laughs> not every person is gonna have the same reaction to um to your lifestyle. Yeah. Like, I I can confidently say I still only talk to two or three people from trail out of like 50 that I talk to because the way I act now, my priorities and the way I behave around other people, the other ones have just chose not to, well, and I've chosen not to talk to them and they chose not to talk to me because of my views on life and how I, yeah, basically the way I, I, I act as who I am now. Mm-hmm. Whereas the ones who stuck around like that either act the same way or, or respect it. And yeah, you probably noticed that too though. Mm-hmm. 100%. I have lots of friends I don't hang out with anymore because they choose to drink or party or do other things that I just don't want to associate myself with. So my, my behavior has changed and therefore they're no longer a part of my life. Correct. Your behavior. Yeah. So the way you behave keeps certain people in your life, but doesn't keep others. Yeah. So your behavior of not drinking did not keep the others in your life. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's, very interesting. it's kind of a good thing because <laughs> like my behavior has gotten better, but as a result, the people around me have gotten better as well. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I agree. It's a good thing. Yeah. I just yeah. find that quote very interesting. It's an interesting quote, how like, it's so true. Cause like, what was it again? Time decides who enters your life. Yeah. And then and your heart, heart decides who you keep and your behavior yeah. decides who keeps you basically. Yeah. All hundred. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 I like the quote a lot. Actually, it's a really good quote. Yeah. Cool. Where did you find that one? <laughs> Again, I was on my Instagram. Instagram, eh? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I had some good ones on there. Yeah, just follow the right right things and then it's not so bad. I've had to clean it up a little bit because there was a time where I was on Instagram just for hot women and cars. I was looking at so that. I well, I don't fuck it. Like it's true, you know, but like I had 
I have a fiance now. She calls me out of my shit. And like one day, I think we sat down, had a conversation. She's like, why do you follow these bitches? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, we got to clean this up now. So yeah, I, 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 I hunted quite a, quite a lot of it off See, of there. So your, your behavior in that situation decided who you kept in that. Or yeah. your, your heart decided who you, who you kept, right? Yeah. Your heart was like, oh, like, fuck, I got to stop following all these bitches. <laughs> That's, like you said. That's true. It's true, though. I don't fucking know them, right? Like, it's like, why do I follow them? Because they're hot. And I like looking at them. And it's like, that's that's problematic. Like, you can't. That's boy boy mentality for sure. For sure. I love how you just said that boy mentality. Yeah, John talks to me about that a lot. Boy mentality versus man men- men mentality. Yeah. And I'm still or, not or perfect. Boy psychology like, versus man psychology. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like every once in a while I catch myself. I'm like, fuck, that's not how a man acts. Like, God damn it. And then I got to I got to tweak it. But I don't it's not always forefront of brain. Right. So it's like yeah. I'm getting better at it. I'm getting better at it slowly. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's funny. All right, man. Yeah, yeah that's, let's go. That's, that's good, bro. Let's bounce. Peace yeah, out. Week, man. Normally Max does this, but I'm just going to say if y'all are listening right now, we appreciate you. Hope you have a fantastic fucking week. What does Max usually say? Something along those lines. Anyways, crush it. We love you. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> Great. See you, man. You've been listening to the Prime 5 Podcast with your hosts, Max, Skyler, Brady, Zach, and Dan. If you're enjoying the show, remember to smash that like button and share with your friends. If you want to follow us or get more info, head over to our Instagram page at Prime5Pod, check us out, and shoot us a DM. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.